going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the VAR Bar Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm, of course, your host with the most. And I'm joined again by Full House. How are we doing, guys? Yo, what's good? good. What I do, man? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, none of us are residents of the W Hotel this week, man. Who's going in? Boy. Um, <laughs> has it ever happened like this before? I, can't I don't remember. think so, man. Not in the Always history one of the person, person, isn't it? Not, Not in the history of the Because yeah. usually, yeah, you know what I've clocked whilst preparing this? Usually, when most of us lose this, it's always United that wins. Yeah. Historically, it's always United are usually the only ones that have a dub. Either United or Liverpool, but as of late, it's been United. But now, no one, man. Everyone's been drawing, um, <laughs> losing. Well, let's start with a couple of um, couple of new segments. Um, obviously, last week's Champions League game between Istanbul, Basakshir and PSG. Uh, there was a racist incident that happened. Does anyone want to touch on that? Any, any further? Anyone want to elaborate on that? Boy. I feel like we need to hear from Kenner still because hmm. <laughs> that Kenner. <laughs> why? Why? Why do you not think? Now with that, I've, mm. I've gone away and I've actually found out exactly what happened. So, um, basically, I think um, the is it the fourth referee or the last, was it fourth referee? Fourth, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, he was basically calling over the the referee to give a yellow card to one of Basic Shear's um, coaching staff. But then in the end, it was uh, Pierre Webbo. And mm. Who did he used to play for? Galatasaray? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then obviously on directing on who to give a yellow card to, he goes over there, the black one. But obviously, it almost stoked up the, the incident even more because of the language or the, the use of language you use of, I think it was like, you can um, elaborate yourself on how it translates in Romanian. So then, um, who is it? Um, Dembaba obviously then states it's totally unacceptable. And in the end, um, both teams end up agreeing to kind of go off the pitch and not to continue on the day with the, that set of uh, officials in charge. But then since the incident at the time, I remember I was saying, I was like, I kind of, I kind of get you it. Also, you was on that John Barnes train, weren't you? No, 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 not even that, not even that. Because <laughs> as I always say, like I even said it with the with the Cavani thing of where I understand there's no other way to translate black into other languages without it sa- sounding as bad as it is, if you know what I'm trying to say. So in my head, I remember saying, I was like, if someone said the black one, and I always say, me personally, I wouldn't have took it to heart. doesn't mean it's right, but I wouldn't have took it to heart. But then kind of going away, and then understanding that referees and officials actually get a list of names of coaching staff and players before games. I was like, that's unacceptable. Because I thought, oh, he doesn't know who he is. And he was kind of like pointing over there, the black one, which, okay, it's, it's still not right. But I kind of was like, ah. But then with that one, nah, there's, there's no excuses, man. These men know exactly who they are. If they don't, they can walk across. There's other ways around it. So, And that's yeah. the issue, isn't it? Not necessarily the... Yeah, sorry, go on, Toast. No, sorry, Charman. I was just gonna say, man. Like, it was just, for me from the moment I heard it, it was just unacceptable because, like, he made uh, a non-racial incident racial. Like, yeah. like 
I don't understand how you're at a football match and you're addressing a coach and his race has to, how does his race have anything to do with anything that goes on in the game at any point? Do you know what I mean? So for me, I just thought it was unacceptable and, and bang out of order, like translation in whatever language or not, man. Like, like there's no need to bring up the fact that he's black or he's this or he's that. Like, do you know what I mean? Unacceptable. That's the thing, and I think personally, because obviously, we don't, I remember we touched on the whole Cavani incident and I was, I went away and I thought about it and, and the reality is you can't, we can't control what languages are, are meant in other countries. And however, my issue with this situation is you just don't refer to people by the color of their skin. I wouldn't go around the corner and be like, oh yeah, the, that white one. Or that, you know what I mean? Like you look at his boots. If you don't know his name, you look at his boots, you look at his jacket. Oh, yeah, the one in the jacket, the one in the, there's so many alternatives that he could have said in it. But the fact that he wanted to use, as, as Toast just said, a description in terms of his, the color of his skin it's just not on in it. It's not acceptable. So, yeah, that's, that's my viewpoint on it. Yeah, man. And obviously, they eventually, um, like Kenna alluded to, they played a game a day later with um, Dutch officials this time. Um, and PSD ended up beating them five-something or something. Neymar Masterclass as well. But we're going to yeah. touch on... Yeah, Neymar Masterclass. But you said we'll touch on that later, man. Yeah, we'll touch on that later. Um, in regards to the other teams in that particular group. Um, so another thing that happened last um, this week, sorry, was um, the Robinho rape case that's been going on for several years. Um, I don't know if you guys um, know the details. I don't know the nitty gritty of it, but it was just like uh, one day it was a night out. Um a, group, a bunch of them, so it's, it's not just him, but a bunch of them took, like, this one girl home and, obviously, uh, she accused them of rape. Um, they have now been all found guilty, including Robinho as well. And he has been sentenced to nine years. Uh, yeah, so what's happening now is that um, this lawyer's obviously there um, appealing that particular decision. Uh, Robinho is currently in Brazil, as he is on loan, I think, there. Um and yeah, so basically the the rule is that he if he's in Brazil he doesn't they don't have any extradition um agreement with Italy so he doesn't need to serve his sentence. However, if that particular crime that's committed abroad is also punishable in Brazil, which it is, then he might serve his sentence in Brazil. So oh. yeah, it's peak. Well, um, like in a lot of these situations. I don't know yeah. how or why, but like just people in the public eye seem to always kind of get off scot-free. It either either like it becomes like a suspended sentence or mm. like a house arrest sort I'm like a yeah, house arrest sort of situation. I mean, I, I rarely ever see like custodial sentences get served. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, apparently yeah. Italy Italy been wanting for time because when he was playing um for Istanbul Istanbul Basak year and they were in the Europa League. Um, they didn't take him to Milan when they were playing Milan because they thought they was, they was going to arrest him on the spot as soon as he lands in Italy. So they they want to they want to throw him in, man. That's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think I don't think you're going to get suspended sentence for rape. It's a very very that's, big mm. big allegation, especially when you're found guilty. You're you're definitely dead getting a custodial sentence but my guess is if it some, somehow transpires that 
some um, Brazil was going to prosecute, then he's probably going to lawyer up and just basically stonewall the thing, because at the end of the day, the the offense wasn't committed in Brazil, and if he's still in Brazil, he can just stay in Brazil for the rest of his life, or obviously make the obvious choice of not ever stepping foot in Milan or in in Italy, and he's good. But no, no, no. The thing is, the thing is, the thing is, yeah. That's that's true, but the thing is, the rule in Brazil is like if if the if the if this appeal goes through and he's still found guilty after the appeal, then Brazil have the choice to to um, give him a custodial sentence as well. Yeah, they don't have and- to get they don't have to hand him over to Italy, but if the crime is punishable in Brazil, then they can give him they can. They can give him a sentence, bro. And you, you had, you, you literally hit the, the nail on the head with the choice. And obviously he's going to lawyer up, like I said earlier, and I'm guessing his lawyers would just basically stonewall the thing. And they would just argue several things with the fact that he might not have been given a fair sentence. The fact that there's the sentence has to, you know, start again. And essentially when you think about it, this is basically adding time to what's happening. So before any hearing is, is is heard, possibly, you're talking, what, two, three, five years? You're just delaying it, basically. Yeah, basically. Not to say that Rubino, because we are not a court. We can't say uh, the court has in Italy has decided that he's guilty. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But essentially, as long as he's in Brazil, he can basically just delay be, be, delay the, the the court if the court or if the law this the the system decides to you know bring a case against him and it's up for whoever the prosecution to decide if there's a good case to be brought against Robinho. So at the end of the day, like I said, since he's in Brazil, he's good because so far no no case has been brought against him. So he's good. It's also worth noting as well that um, the club that he currently plays for, I think it's Santos, but don't quote me on it. My apologies. But the club that he currently plays for has suspended him as well um, based on this particular allegations and that he's been found guilty. So everyone is just basically waiting um, for this appeal to see whether it will be positive or not. So, yeah, that's Robinho, man. Loki, uh, would, would we call him a legend or like a cult? That's that's Tabs' legend, bro. I can't lie. <laughs> Yo, I think he's in the hundred Brazil cap club, man. That's a legend. Is he? Yeah, Has he got hundred caps? Legend, bro. That's man. a legend. He's been about though. People forget he's been. Bro, eyes pinnacle. He was serious. I I wanted serious. him. I wanted him to do more, but he was a yeah. baller. At one baller. point, yeah. Baller, baller, baller. Yeah, man. Uh, we also mentioned last week that um, Manchester United and France midfielder Paul Pogba, um, apparently according to his agent, um, was done with United. Um, and Paul Pogba responded to that. So, yeah, yeah. He, he said, um, after obviously after the City game, which we will touch later, but he basically posted on his Instagram. Um, I've always fought and will always fight for United, my teammates and the fans. Blah blah is not important. The future is far. Today is what matters. I am a thousand percent involved. Always strong together. All has been clear between my, the club and myself, and that will never change. When you don't know what's going on inside, don't talk. Hashtag speak the truth or remain silent. Hashtag united. Hashtag talk to the hand. So, what does that mean, or how did you interpret that? I can't lie. Yeah, that was just bare words, but not really saying anything. To <laughs> yeah, me. like. Yeah, yeah, nah, because the, the, the fact is, if he came out and said, I'm committing my future, or not even committing, because obviously he might not be in that space now, but 
I want to play for United. I want to stay here. I want to succeed. I, if if he could say that, and then I'd be like, yeah, that, that shows someone that's you know that wants to be at the club. But I feel like, in very simple terms, basically what he's just said is, whilst I'm here, I'm going to do well. But the future, basically, I, I'm still I still want to leave. If that makes sense. So mm. yeah, I, I I took it with a pinch of salt. Fair enough, he done it, but. Yeah, he should have just, for me, a bigger claim would be Sakinism, that Mina Mariola guy, were basically defuting what he had to say, saying, like, look, what, what my agents, because a lot of people do say that agents come out and say one thing, and then sometimes players will come out and be like, no, I'm my own player, X, Y, and Z, but he hasn't done that, so. The only prominent footballer that I can remember that has sacked Mino is Lukaku. Lukaku, apart yeah. from Apart from him, I don't see... I don't know of anyone that's actually like part of ways with him. Yeah. And obviously there's a reason for that because he gets you the bag, but yeah. I don't I don't know if Pogba would, I don't know, man. That's why I feel like my like Pogba doesn't talk against him publicly because he knows that he, you know, whether it's his next move, even for this move to United, he he got he got him his bag, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and he left his his long time his long time agent um that he was with as a kid because you know Ryola said that listen. I can I can get you this bag, so you know basically sign with me, and he's done that. So I think Pogba, he, he there was a li- I feel like there was a little bit of sub- subliminals in there because although you know they've probably had conversations about you know him wanting to leave etc. It's probably not put as brazen or as um, yeah. bluntly as how Raiola comes out and says this stuff do you know what I mean so obviously from Pogba's perspective it makes him look 10 times worse and it's un- unnecessary publicity you know for-, for the club especially before uh, such a big game in the Champions yeah. League that's what annoyed mm. me so much um, so and apparently it wasn't even the timing it was of done it before was, yeah, yeah it was, done, it, it was yeah. done a couple of days before uh, the champs game, but it some somehow was was leaked out uh, the 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 day before. Uh, Press, the game. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, if um basically Mino and Pogs are probably trying to secure the bag at United and were not budging, and that's why they've because I was reading a few like articles about this whole situation, and obviously apparently we've been negotiating with Pogba and Mino for weeks. And all of a sudden now he's almost come out. And I feel like, as you just mentioned, I feel like that could, obviously his message is very subliminal. And I feel like it might be a case that Mina's basically come out in, a, in frustration that he's not mm. getting what he wants. And at United, I basically said, yeah, my client's leaving. So that's mm. one way to look at it, it? but obviously the, the truth is no one really actually knows. No one really knows. But I, I feel like Pogba did, um, you know, albeit he chose his words carefully, but I feel like, you know, he's been overly silent throughout this whole thing. So it's nice to actually hear from him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like, Even though, you know, he's 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 said what he said, um, yeah. but he could have, he could have, you know, like times previously allowed Raiola to just run his mouth without saying anything, yeah. but he's actually come out and said something. So I've got to take that at least. Yeah, do you guys, is, isn't it? Chris. Do you guys think Van Pogba was st- is, wants to stay? I think he wants to go. I think I think yeah, at yeah. the end of it, at the end of his uh, contract. contract, maybe not even the end, maybe you know this summer. Yeah, um, he he wants to go, and I think that's probably what he meant by you know he has an agreement with the club kind of thing. Like yeah, because he'll, he'll he'll give it his all whilst he's here, kind of thing. But you know, past that, he don't he he's he's not gonna be here. 
Because I think what was happening is Pogba is using his agent as like an axe man. Basically, you're you, you're the bad guy. You just say those things. Good cop, back cop. Yeah, good cop, back cop. I would just stay. Obviously, for my PR, I would just be the the good player who wants to stay and play for the club. Whilst you just out there, go out there and make those statements, which I agree with. But if it comes to where I might, you know, disagree with you on the face of it in terms of the yeah. people's. But really and truly, I want to leave. But that's mm. why I had to ask whether you thought Pogba wanted to stay. Because if mm. he did want to stay, then you now have to think, okay, what's what is his agent doing? But if I he's not, I don't think he does. Yeah, no, I, I don't think, think he's he gone. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll be going at some point. But you know, like like I said, he didn't have to. Uh, he didn't have to say the message and could have just let Ryder run. Um, but like I said on last week's pod, I think you know he's a United player for now, and I'll support him while he's here in it. Calm. All right. And then obviously we'll end the new segment on some sad news that this morning um, it was announced that Gerard Julio, former. Amongst other clubs, but obviously Liverpool manager passed away um, due to a failed heart operation. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. This kind of um, hit home small as well because obviously Julier was kind. It's kind of like our generation or the first manager that we um, associated Liverpool with, for example. Like, for example, like we, obviously we weren't old enough to see who was the manager before. I think it was Roy Evans, but yeah, yeah. Um, then it was Julia. That's at least for me. That's when I started to watch Liverpool properly, and you know, I've always had a agenda towards Julia somehow, some way. Um, I used to call him like a fake Wenger or like a wannabe Wenger. Um, yeah, simply because of his transfer business, he kind of put Liverpool on the map. He started bringing in French players, but not to the quality of like my man Wenger over in North London. But, of course, he did his thing for Liverpool. Won us the FA Cup. Um, won, us a, won us several League Cups, Charity Shield, UEFA Cup, and the UEFA Super Cup. Of course, the 2000-2001 season is one that we'll obviously never forget. Um, and obviously... Like five Cups at one time, I think. Yeah, man. So, yeah, Julia, you know, apart from uh, that... Rest, rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, bro. For, for real, real, for real. Um, Liverpool legend. Um, yeah. Has anyone, anyone got any memories? Anything to say? Of course, Arsenal fans. Yeah. No, it has to, has to be the 01 <laughs> FA Cup, man. Yeah. Has to be. I was going to say be. that as well. Like, I just remember Owen scoring the goal and like, him just jumped, going crazy. Like, yeah. The reboot, the reboot kit, McAllister, <laughs> <laughs> Hesky, Owen, Sammy Appiah, and then Manda. Stephen Henshaw, Stephen Henshaw, Abel Xavier, yeah, that man there, man. Oh, he gave he gave Gerard That's his a good debut. era, man. That's a good era, man. He gave, gave him the, him the captaincy and so, man. That's something that we have to rate for. Number four, well. number four, Gerard, yeah. Come on, nah, seventeen, bro. Seventeen, seventeen, yeah, seventeen, Gerard. Gerard, Gerard. Two foot tackle, Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, man. Rest in peace, Gerard Hulier. Um. Let's get with the shits, man. Um, obviously, mm, was, the Premier League. A lot of shit to get. From. <laughs> let's let's start. Let's start in Manchester because obviously there was the Manchester derby. Um, derby. I caught I caught most of it, um, but it was a <laughs> snooze, snooze, snooze fest. Bro. <laughs> Peter, man, chat to me. Yeah, to be honest, it's not how I expected that game to go at all. Like. 
um, I think uh, Strides must have asked me if I was feeling confident before the game. Um, and I came out and plainly just said no, um, that I was expecting, um, similar to how, you know, City have come to us in recent times, you know, to start really quickly, um, start really quickly and blitz us sort of like the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And my hope was that we would stay, you know, level, um, survive the blitz and stay level going into halftime. Um, and... To my surprise, that's not how the game went at all. I feel like it was a very, it was a very slow-paced game, a very cagey game. Um, there was there was chances either way, but for me, City City uh, didn't really look at it. They weren't like their their usual City that that play with urgency, um, that you know um, you know look to get the the ball to De Bruyne quickly, and he's and he's launching them them dangerous balls across the face of goal. I, di- I didn't really see see much of that from City, and um, I don't know whether it's fatigue, but um, even on both sides from playing in Europe. But I mean, this is a schedule that you know these men do season after season, so I can't really you know use that as an excuse. But yeah, it was just you know like I say, there was there was chances um, on on either side. Um, however, in terms of like goal mouth action, uh, there's not really much to write home about. I think there was like what um, one shot on tar- target for 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 each team, um, totaling uh, two shots on targets in the whole game. Um, and yeah, it w- it was a snooze fest as Andy has already alluded to. Um, but you know, if if you asked me. You know, at the beginning of the game, would you take a a, a draw uh, against City at home? You know, shameless as it sounds, I probably would take it because you know we could we could have got a very different City on the day. Um, you know, where we've gone two uh, you know one two goals down within the first twenty minutes. So um, you know, it was a cagey performance. Um, I'd, I'd like to say that you know there needs to, that there was some respect given to us from City, but honestly, I just think that they were tired, man, and they just didn't look at it. Um, yeah, and, and it didn't make for for an interesting watch uh, to summarise, really. Shah, do you echo those sentiments? Yeah, but it was a snooze fest. But um, yeah, no, just to, yeah, just to echo what what Prez said. It was um, yeah, it was a very. I feel like it was quite similar to the the Chelsea City game, in the sense that um, it's almost like no, not Chelsea City. Um, uh, Chelsea Tottenham uh, in the sense that it was almost like both managers didn't want to lose mm. um, so um, I feel like City I think that was probably in terms I'd, I'd, I think Ole came out and said that's probably our best performance against City in a sense that not necessarily the way because obviously we've had games where we've blitzed them in like 20 minutes but if you actually watch the course of the games a lot of like it'll be like a 20 minute window where we do well but 70% like 70, 70% of the game we're on the back foot and we're having to camp and defend. Whereas I feel like even though there wasn't that many chances in this game, we, we kind of went toe-to-toe with them in the sense that I think the possession stats were only, um, just looking at here, they had 54 and we had 46, which if you told me this beginning of the season, I'd probably be like, nah, it will be a lot less. So um, yeah, take, trying to obviously trying to take the positives. I think it was just important, especially if United not to lose, given obviously what happened Um in the Champions League, um, I think we need to start performing a lot better in these bigger games if we want to make the step up to becoming title contenders. Because, um, yeah, even though mathematically we're in it, quote unquote, it will be these games um, that sort of thing. Personally, I think differentiate the eventual winners of the league. 
Um, so yeah. I mean, what I did notice in the game is obviously offensively, Man, Man United had nothing going forward. Um, but one thing I did notice, which was very good for Man United, is that you've noticed that you have to protect Maguire. So someone like Fred was always dropping back to protect Maguire, especially on that one-on-one against very tricky players. Um, and I think that's something Ole has definitely nipped in the bud. Because once you give any tricky player space against Maguire, it's game over. It's finished. Yeah. It's finished. So, and I think what what Ole has clocked is that you like Fred and basically the the, the players holding that kind of line be, between um, the defense and um, midfield and defense. Yeah, McTominay, you have to protect Maguire. And if you can protect Maguire and your back four stays solid, you're fine. And at least that's one one thing I've taken out taken away from really helping a struggling team make sure that it's protected and then you can be lucky on the break and pray for your offensive um, players to to do something but yeah um very good work from um ole i will give him his praise this, on is, that this is an indirect to arsenal which will come later by the way but <laughs> totally totally agree with you though uh, uh shalom man like i feel like it's something that ole's been trying to do um, more recently, uh, especially in, uh, in in bigger games, uh, did it quite a few times in the Champions League when we were in it. But you know, having Fred and Moxomene obviously does provide that solidarity in front of the back four. Um, but it's a shame. It's a shame that we have to do that because obviously we know um, Maguire, especially his defensive frailty. So we need basically two sixes to protect him, which yeah. you know kind of does take away from. Um, you know, our, our midfield or creativity going forward because we, we have to commit to those two sixes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really liking what I'm seeing uh, from Fred, especially. Um, he seems to be gaining more confidence and um, looks to, to be dealing with presses uh, a lot better than he used to. Um, and and getting the ball getting the ball forward when he needs to as well. So and he's very busy. He's always he's always a buzzing around the pitch. Always um you know making making a nuisance of himself, which is which is good. Um, but he's he's obviously not quite ready to play uh, that single pivot, which is why we we always deploy two two sixes. But I mean on a on a larger point, do you think United will, um, fortunes would get better if even Maguire decides to be a, a more self sufficient defender in terms of. Um, being better against tricky players, or you guys just you know change and get someone better. We have to. I think for me, like I've I've already you know made my feelings clear on Maguire. Like he he physically, there's no way that he can really improve in that department. Like he's always going to get uh, challenged or ripped by tricky uh, by tricky quick players. Like he just doesn't have the the physical uh, attributes to cope with that kind of player. I don't think he's ever going to get quicker. I don't think he's ever going to get more agile. Um, So I I think, you know. There was one moment (laughs) in that game. I don't know if it was the first half, second half, but I think, um, who was it? Mares collected the ball and turned Maguire. Yeah, and Maguire fouled him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was watching it with my stepbrother, right? And I was, we just knew he was going to foul him. Yeah, because you saw the fear in his face. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as Morris turned, yeah. as soon as Morris turned, he he knew he had to take him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Press and chat. Do you know? Do you know if you change the the view a little bit of where we've kind of given praise to United, but do you? Which way do you want to look at it? Do you give praise to City of now they're they're almost changing the uh, their attack of being more pragmatic? You'd say that, to me, it seemed like a City Champions League game of where 
um, Pep is kind of Rivera. planning. Yeah, a double pivot. Yeah. He he rarely, for me anyway, he rarely but, does but that. If you league. if you listen to his podcast interviews, I think the reason why he did that is because obviously, obviously, he knows that his defense is. It's not even top three. It's, it's yeah. Better. Uh, yeah, I mean he's playing. No, I mean he's playing he with better. stones. He's not, he played with stones. stones. Yeah, stones them, isn't going to do anything. Bro, yeah, that man there, bro. The so same, it's, it's the same situation that what we have United. He's probably protecting stones if anything. Yeah, yeah that's, but that's the thing. But the, dif- but the difference. But the difference is. But the difference, obviously, United has those. Bro, you you man got Rashford and Green. You play with Rashford and Greenwood. And then you have Bruno and Pogba played as well that can pick out these passes to these fast players, you know, to run in behind. So I think this is what this is what he was thinking. Like, okay, this is not gonna happen to me. I'm gonna move pragmatic. I'm gonna, you know, be several yeah, yards. Yeah. But, but yeah. even even throughout this season, if you look at, I think I seen it last week on Sky showing how Pep's team this year is significantly worse going forward. But then you look at the table. There's eighth, whatever, seventh in the league. Of where I well, don't know why he's I don't know if it's the team or Pep probably somewhere in the middle of where they just look lackluster lustre to me. I am surprised. Yeah. I mean, I mean, is, is it is it just they don't bag or they just lack no, lustre? I, 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 I think both. they're not bagging, man. Not yeah, bagging. I I think the reason why they look they, they look they look lackluster is due to Gabriel Jesus or Jesus. How do you want to say? I I think he's. He's good, but he's not good enough to take over the mantle yeah. that um, Aguero left. Aguero, yeah. And I think yeah. that's that's a big issue with Pep. And it, in the in the kind of if you take a step back and look at the wider picture, what if I can ask you guys, what are the other good number nines out there that could replace? Yeah. Ken, I don't think Ken's, what, Ken's, what do you think fair. about that? Yeah, because obviously has, you're a big no fan. No, 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 no. That's not fair because one, Jesus only started player. like two games. No, no, no. Jesus has started like two games. He's done yeah. against Liverpool, scored. Don't forget that. He scored yeah. against us. Second, people forget who left in the summer. David Silva left in the summer of where now it seems like he almost, he's got Fernandinho back fit and he's playing a Rodri and a Fernandinho double pivot. Whilst yeah. before, with everyone fit, he plays one pivot and he plays KDB and Silva either side. You're taking out an attacking number eight, or number 10 essentially, and you're putting another defensive mm. mid. Okay. So to Ken, me, that's even... No, okay, wasn't that prominent Ken, in that team Ken's, last season. Uh, Stephen Kens, I, I will rephrase my question and yeah. just kind of like pad it up a bit. I think there's two things, and you've, you've correctly noted one. I think he's finding it very difficult to give a lot of confidence or, or trust to Phil Foden. I think uh, a, a, sit, yeah, a, a City team with Phil Foden, it will... And a better number nine. Not to say Jesus isn't isn't good. I think. Bro, the, the, I'll the, have the, him. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. That, that, that's fine. But but I think you can't you can't underestimate what Aguero what Aguero has given with that. Mm. And I think you, you take out that double favor and put a fold in in in, in that mix, I, and, and then a striker. You you find you find a much more cutthroat. Um, and city team because he, he to one point you saw De Bruyne he was he was just ex- exacerbated he was like what's mm-hmm. going on here there's yeah, no yeah. you can see you, you can see, you can see him making the, the moves but there was nothing happening and that's you rarely see that from the city team or KDB I agree but then um, to Charles well to your point about silver missing blah 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 if you don't, if you properly don't watch City fair you'll say that but what City Silva's the one who makes the passes between the lines who frees up your Sterling he frees up your Mares etc cetera, etc cetera. everything's on KDB now 
Like, if they, yeah. it, honestly, the small why is Foden not KDB being trusted? Bust, why is he not being trusted? Because he's got, he... bah, bah, bah. And I say this to Charles last season of where Foden, to me, especially Pep, Pep probably sees him as a right winger and not a CM. Like, mm. I, I, I can't name you. Literally, I can only think of Tottenham. Was it two seasons ago where he played as a centre mid? I can't got think of tool, many he's got games. The tools, though, hasn't he? I agree, and, and I, that's why I've told people of where I actually think Foden's probably like a, a hybrid ten and, and right winger. That's mm. that's where you'll you'll probably end up. But okay, yeah. another question I'm going to ask you guys. Sorry, do you reckon the the new football, i.e., Liverpool type style of play, has killed football in terms of creativity? That's a bigger question that we can deal with later on. But I think that this style of play has killed the way midfielders kind of get like play in in football. We you don't see that. Right, we don't, we don't right. see that creative yeah, number ten. We don't point. see. Yeah, I feel like it's stifled creativity. Yeah, exactly, yeah. stifled creativity. And as such, players such as like Folding, um, Ozil, those kind of players, like um, you can name yeah. it. What's his name? It went to Inter. Ericsson has suffered. This is a great. This is a great, great topic, man. But yeah, obviously. Very, very. Only Borno's attend that for that particular episode. Thank you. <laughs> now, like, just to add to that, actually, that's a great point. just one more, just one more, just to add that. That's actually a great point because do you know how we speak about, let's say, the more attacking ball players? Even look at Jorginho. People are killing Jorginho where he's basically what Perlo was 10 years ago. But now in this era of high pressing, um, getting around people, yeah, he you can't survive, survive man. You can't survive. Yeah, surviving. But, um, Obviously, um, earlier that week, or this week, sorry, that week, last week, uh, United had a Champions League game, um, a very crucial one, against Leipzig. They ended up losing it 3-2. United were in a great position earlier in that group where they needed one point out of two games. They ended up with zero points out of the two. Char, wild one. Um, Boy... <laughs> that one hurt me deeply. I can't even lie to you. Like, it, it kept me up at night for a little while. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, oh, it was just such a like a bad, a bad I didn't start watch, to the game. I didn't watch the beginning to that game. Did Bruh. Leipzig come out the blocks like? Boom. Bro, it, I don't know. It was a mixture of the mistakes. Fact that, okay. Yeah, but like, literally, I remember saying it before when it was nil nil. Our line was just moving. Yeah. Z, like, I, I was, I was looking at it thinking, wait, are we actually doing this at the moment? Like. Obviously, think about it this way, yeah. Champions League night, big occasion, yeah. You need like the f- common sense will tell you, yeah. You won't see Klopp, you won't see Jose, you won't even see Pep. Go to like a bigger way ground, yeah, and think you can go step toe to toe to the home team. For Bro, the first 15 like to 20 minutes against Bayern, man. Bro, the same thing under- happened with Bayern, and I don't they understand Bayern it. Off, bro. <laughs> I don't understand. Literally, the first 20 minutes of the game, be smart, be compact in it. Everyone, it's like, I think there was like a little figure. I think someone showed it. I was watching it online, where I think ten, five minutes into the game, Rashford and Greenwood are in their own heart, like not even anywhere yeah. near where the the, the issue was. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah, the game just started. Like we just, we just at, from the, f- the first five minutes, I looked at it. I was like, ah, right, we are not going through with it today. I just could feel it. <laughs> we just started so badly. Yeah, obviously Leipzig get their first goal. Angelino, like Sabitza, basically pings it across, um, and um, Angelino just scored a banger. And can we I think talk that, about that? Can we talk about that? Because yeah. I think AWB 
for for both the goals actually uh, for both the, the first two goals was asleep missing um yeah, asleep, missing. Like, and, and there's been a few instances like that over the past it's season couple. and a half trends boy certain mm. people will bring energy they they were going to blitz over that they were <laughs> yeah. going to gloss no, over I, that i want to i'm going to talk about this because i think it is very key to, to to the way the game the game eventually went um we've seen we've seen numerous examples over this season where aw AWB is totally unaware of what's coming in behind him um, and you know the, the tactical awareness to, to understand that you need to watch what's behind you and not ball watch uh, uh, all the time so for that for that first goal you could see that it was a very simple goal to concede unfortunately because AWB positionally was was completely out of the game and I think against Brighton um, there were uh, early in the season, Brighton away, there were a few instances like that as well where we should have definitely never won that game against Brighton. And there was crosses being pumped into that back post, and AWB was completely switched off, uh, switched off each time. So yeah, that that was the, the the first goal, and AWB definitely has to hold corn for that. No facts, facts. I I can agree with that. Um, I'll touch on, I think, because yeah, I'll touch on it a bit more after sort of describing the game, but yeah. Um, definitely, sort of a mistake on his part, um, and obviously the second gate, the second goal. I think this was more for me. The the one that annoyed me more was um, the, the, the final goal. In a sense that, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the final goal. Yeah, that was actually no, the second goal. Um, basically, where I think he gets sucked in. Yeah, the ball comes over, and he basically gets sucked into basically the guy in the middle, yeah. and then totally forgets. Um, I think it was Hadira. Mm-hmm. Um, who sort of sneaks in the back post, and obviously that's two 0 So then I'm looking at it. Obviously the group chat's going crazy. I'm looking at this game, thinking I might smash this TV of mine because <laughs> you know, anything is worth it. Um, and then yeah, obviously second half comes on, um, happens. We uh, bring on, um, we make a few changes. Um, bring on, I think Van der Beek at halftime, um, and then I think at 60 minutes we bring on BZ and Brandon Williams. Anyway, um, yeah. So then we get we start get we start sort of playing. I think we started the second half very well, um, football wise. We, we got on the ball. We started make creating chances. I think Bruno started. He kind of changed the game, man. Pogba, yeah, yeah. No, Beasy did. He did. He did. Hundred percent. Um, I think it was just someone to actually get on the ball and mm. not go gung ho. Like every single time matches got the ball in the first half, Donny was just like running in straight lines. Like he wasn't just like looking up and actually picking out someone. He was just like, I don't, yeah. Anyway. Um, and then yeah, so obviously the game, the game started. The game starts a second half. We, we we start taking control of the game. Um, and then yeah, we obviously get uh, uh, no. So then they score their third goal. That was the killer for me because two nil. I'm thinking, look, we actually could like I, I still back us. I, I still think we, if we get one, we'll get two quick succession. But the third goal, I think it came at like 70 minutes. Um, I've got I've got to say it in it like the defending in that part. More for me, the Gea. I just don't understand how you don't come and clatter everyone. That is like, not the Gea. I'm sorry. I am, personally, that's the Gea for me. That's the Gea you... for me, man. Because that was his. That it was in his, his the six yard box. Okay, but what about, him? but what about but what about Harry Maguire at the in front of that clearing it before he even enters the Gea's vicinity? What about that? Yeah, but Harry that, Maguire, that, 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 hasn't, yeah. that hasn't happened though. But my fact is, the <sighs> the Gea, the Gea should. Claim that I get ball. that. I no get that. Asked. I get that. If it if it misses Maguire, then the Hayes should collect. I get that. But that's but that's like residual. It missed that's second. But that's okay, cool. Yeah, the so first if you thing... want to blame Maguire, then cool, we can do that. But then my problem is, is just as a goalkeeper, any credible big time goalkeeper is clearing that. Mm. 
Mm. Clearing every man, the man and the ball. Get, getting rid of it. That And that's my issue in it. I'm just like, cool, Maguire, his position in that situation was bad. If we want to add him, we can. And I'm not a stand for him anymore. But <laughs> De Gea, yeah, De Gea is, is he's probably our most, our, our most capped player in terms of Champions League in, in, in that squad. That's that we, we need you there. He Donny's just standing rooted on his line, yeah. rooted, not doing nada. That's anyway, 3 0, innit? 3 0. Um, Clive obviously scores, and then yeah, that's obviously the game basically done. But oh, yeah, we managed to get obviously get a penalty, um, which I think was quite soft to be honest. But um, yeah, got, got a pen, but obviously Bruno puts it away. That's 3 1, um, and then um, we get corner. Yeah. Um, I, I think it went down as a um. A, a oh, Conte on goal, on goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, didn't they give it to him in the end or not? Nah, think, I'm, no, I'm looking at it now. It went down oh. as on goal. Um, but yeah, from like I think I'm Harry Maguire assist or something like that. Anyway, but um, yeah, three two. But yeah, we just left it too late. Now, obviously, you guys have all been here, and I've always been a stand of of Ole, not necessarily of him directly, but just saying that he's not necessarily the root of our actual problems. It's it's bigger than him. However, this game he made some substantial mistakes and I'm going to have to out him about it because I don't, I don't understand the logic. I don't know. I understand the logic, but I was just wrong. So we've, obviously we always knew that it was never going to be another 5-0 game. Yeah. But we had a, a formation in place. Yeah. We had a formation in place that worked against these guys. Yeah. Then we come into this game where they're playing, they, they this bear in mind, we knew that their striker wasn't going to be playing and we play with a back three. It 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 baffles me to my core while I'm looking at it and thinking we, we played with a back three. I, I would understand if they had one vocal point and then they had obviously their inverted wingers who were moving around, but they played with a false nine. I think um, the Spanish guy, um, Danny Olmo. yeah, he played as a false nine, and like we could tell that in the first five minutes of the game, you could tell we didn't know who to mark. If you saw it, Maguire and Lindelof were literally just. Our line was so high because we didn't know who they were just following people, like they were following who they but, but the the thing is, to them. I, I honestly think it's great coaching because, like I was saying, the week before the game before against Bayern, Forsberg plays as, as the false nine, and think, Alaba yeah. and Boateng were lost. He was running, out. so I would say you have to give props to the manager, yeah. No, no, yeah, well. yeah. Obviously, I'm always gonna concentrate on United, but no, I've got to give props because they the way they started their game, they deserve to go through in the sense that. It was it was great tactically, in it. I think the second half was a bit of a, a, a inshallah, ride our hope sort of thing. But the first half, especially the first 20, 30 minutes, that was I was very surprised by it. But I've got to at Ole because I'm thinking you've got to be astute. Obviously, I think with the the reason why we're not through is not necessarily because if you're looking at it, we probably thought yeah we'll probably lose to PSG once, so we'll probably lose Leipzig away. I never looked at those games thinking we were going to win it. However, I think our problem was the game in Istanbul. Yeah. That's the reason why we're not through in it, and that's the re- like that's unforgivable because, and that's why I've got, I've always been a person that's always gonna defend, um, Ole, and I think he's done more good than bad. However, this question's got to be asked: three semi-finals last season, not even one trophy. The big, the biggest game of our season as of now. The fact is, he bottled it. Like, and 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 the the Man United were a club were were judged on success. We're not judged on. Oh yeah, he gets us to this. We're, we're, sorry to say, we're not Arsenal anymore. Like, but, not, like, but, but he, just, he just didn't do anything. But what obviously what this results mean, of course, is that you finish third in your group, 
and now you're demoted to the Europa League, which would, on paper, give you a chance of winning that trophy that you're talking about. Um, well, today you've been drawn against Real Sociedad, who are currently La Liga leaders, um, who are also in a um, Europa League group with AZ, Alkmaar, Napoli, and another club that I don't know. But they were in a pretty tough group, or they managed to top the group. Um, what, what, what are you? How are you rating your chances against them? It's peak. Round of thirty-two. It's peak. <laughs> it's vibes, man. Yeah. It's vibes, man. Take, man. As, take as it comes. They man. are, bro, They are. Comes. I mean, they are there to be got. Like I said, man. United got many match winners in their team, so mm. I think that United, especially against these type of teams, they can do the business. However, Sasha that are are the same. To be honest, they have ballers yeah. as well. Yeah. So no, no. Yeah, this just screams like Bruno to me. Bruno just doing a madness. This is basically a Bruno type of game. We need that. We need That's that to basically because... screams Bruno. Well, Bruno, don't... don't don't look. Yeah, man, look at Russian, man. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah, we'll um, see And then in the weekend, um, and then in the weekend we've got uh, you, you like you guys got uh, Sheffield. Yeah, away. this is a. This is an important little couple couple games for us. Obviously, we haven't got Europe till February. Um, and I think other than we've got a few big games coming up. But yeah, I think this is the start of where we can actually start picking up some considerant, considerable points. Um, but no, in United, obviously Sheffield, I think, have scored like two goals a season. They haven't won a game. For one point. You know what happens. <laughs> It'll be disappointing oh, no. not to get you're not, three you're not like them, man, though, man. You don't like them, to man. You know them, man. To be honest, yeah, yeah, <laughs> You know yeah, them, man. You don't like them, man. Three-point gang, man. We have to beat them. <laughs> we have to beat them, man. We have to. That's not even... If I'm yeah. going, you won't hear about me if we lose, man. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay. Let's go to Wisey, then. He's always very quiet until it's his turn. Um... <laughs> Everton v Chelsea happened last weekend. Oh. One nil, one nil, loss. Yeah, that's probably why I've been quiet, quiet because I'm still crying over that loss. Um, it was a it was a disappointing game to say the least. I think Chelsea looked very devoid of ideas. So I remember saying in the pod, knowing that Digne and Coleman were going to be out, that we should really look to attack down the wings. Mm. So Ancelotti, who played, being, who played for them? So they played the right back, they played Holgate, yeah. and then left back, they played Godfrey. So essentially, what they, so what they did was they just they stayed very narrow, stayed very compact, and they had Iwobi and Richardson on the wings tracking Chilwell. And who were your James. wingers? Uh, so we had left wing Werner, right wing Havertz, who oh. were just quiet throughout the game. Like Werner barely touched the ball, and Havertz, whenever he got the ball, I think he left every pass a solid two yards short at least. Like he he was off the boil. That was probably one of his worst games in a Chelsea shirt, and he's not got a lot of highlights as of yet. But yeah, it was just it was a painful game to watch. Like we had, you, I mean, you look back on it, and we had two shots hit the post. We had one where Zuma was in the six yard box, and he turned and spun, and it was literally if you put it either side of Pickford, it was in, but it went straight at him. And Everton, besides winning the penalty, didn't look massively dangerous. Not to say they weren't looking for the counter, but I don't really ever think they threatened us. They had a penalty shot that was reviewed for VAR and called for offside. But Chelsea didn't deserve to win the game at all. Like, like I say, Everton were fantastic defensively, really narrow and compact. They were clearing every cross, especially players like Michael Keane was fantastic. 
you had, like I say, Iwobi and Richardson tracking up wingers brilliantly. Guilford Sigurdsson, I think, was really underrated. Didn't get mentioned on commentary whatsoever, yet he was really shielding the passes into Mount and Kante and Kovacic. Like, he did a really good job. By the way, is he... Is he... Oh, sorry. Nah, I just wanted to ask quickly about, about Guilfi. Is he Iceland's best player ever in history? Uh, no, I, I, Johnson, I know I do, but, but Giffy, Giffy. Nah, I mean, he's the most teched up one that I know. You're not really Giffy, nah. Nah. nah he's te- he's teched up, though, you have uh, to say. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's uh, like uh, a clean sweep for Good Johnson. I mean, like, he, yeah. he was That's good. That's what I'm Chelsea. saying, man. He was Bro, good, man. Man Barca's been consistent. Barca as well. He wasn't that prolific, though. He wasn't that prolific. He's, I mean, Sigurdsson's like, been consistent throughout his whole Premier League career. Like Swansea, he was good. Tottenham, he was decent. I was for. He's been good at Everton as well. Loki, Loki, underwhelming, underwhelming at Tottenham, a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah he I wanted to yeah. see Calvin's views on that because I remember he had a spell Spurs, man. But with Guilford, you always know that free kick. Yeah, mm. like, nine times out of ten, mm. boy, Whip, whipping excursion. Oh, that, and that goal think, he scored against I Leicester think with a couple of seasons ago was nuts. I was going to say, when he was at Spurs, I feel like at the time we had a lot of players of his mould. So yeah, it was yeah, difficult yeah, to, say, yeah. to establish yeah, himself. Very true, very true. But yeah, he always he always like showed a bit of like quality in, during some games. Good, solid Premier League player, man. Yeah. Always been. Why is he continuing, man? Sorry. No, don't, don't worry. But yeah, I think Chelsea, they were very devoid of width. Like Werner and Havertz just constantly looking inside and just weren't ever really attacking when they got the ball. They always played the safe option because they were facing a wall in front of them. So, yeah, for me, it was just... I, I was disappointed. I really was. I felt we, there was a lot more to gain and we just didn't want it. Like Pulisic being ruled out the day beforehand really annoyed me because we keep hearing as Chelsea fans that Pulisic has awareness, that Pulisic has a little strain, a little niggle. And when you hear that, it's like, oh, okay, fair enough. It's just a bit of a knock. But then he's out for a month. Like, that, it doesn't compute. Either say he's injured and rest him or, like, don't. Because now, apparently, even though he wasn't fit enough to make the team for Everton, all of a sudden he's now in contention to start for Wolves. That doesn't make sense for me at all. So, yeah, disappointing game. I was quite angry. Like defensively, considering how solid we've been recently, we looked weak. Like Mendy made his first real big mistake, giving away that penalty. Yeah, he looks. Thiago Silva, he could not deal with Calvert Lewin. Calvert Lewin specifically targeted him every time the ball was played up by Pickford. He was looking for Thiago Silva to play off him, and Thiago Silva did not win a header against him. He barely even challenged him. So, you man had 72 percent possession, and that's actually crazy. But I guess it's just one of those games, yeah, isn't it? Possession yeah. doesn't win you games, though. We all know this. Like, yeah, no, like because when I'm looking at the goal attempts and everything, yeah. yeah they, they stopped didn't the ball like getting into Mount. They stopped the ball getting into Kovacic. And it was very much a case of we were just playing it side to side, like mm. we did under Sari, really, where we just played it side to side with no advancement, did nothing with it. Yeah. And then we just crossed it into the first man, got it cleared. And then... Do you know what I think of that game, right? I think what helped Everton, like I know Dean and Coleman are two big misses, but they basically played four centre-backs across the back four. 
Mm-hmm. So yep. anytime you did cross the ball in, you'd fancy them, even with Giroud in there. Yeah. And like 100%. you say, because you couldn't get the balls into Mount and in, into your, your creative players, yeah. you struggled. That, it needed Ziyech. That game needed yeah. Ziyech because you needed yeah. the perfect ball. And even though he might miss five in a row, that sixth one will just be on Giroud's head and it'll be one nil or one all. And it's a completely different game. But, 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 but with that argument, would you not say the opposite of where you need kind of Cho and Pulisic? Because in my head, whenever... Uh, I used to play, let's say, on the wing, and you see a uh, centre-back, a full-back. That's, that's a goal. Hit the top slide and see what he's made of. Yeah, I think for me, I, get, I completely understand the argument, but when you've got Iwobi and Richardson also tracking back and making it very hard, and dropping it, then you've got Alan and Decore doing a great defensive job. It's going to be hard, because when, say, someone like Cho or Pulisic beats their first man, you're immediately going to have a second one there. So you're then asking him to then beat that second person and find the ball. Whereas I think someone Makes like Ziyech is more than likely to just make that yard of space and just whip it in first time. So you're, Jake, you're... Uh, Jake, would you say it was, it was an Ancelotti masterclass then? Do you know what? I think I would. I would. Like when you see the stats, it tells a different story. But I think Chelsea didn't deserve to win that game whatsoever. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't a case either of that Everton parked the bus. They didn't. They were just completely solid. And then when they did have a chance to counter, they did. Do you know, so Jay, do you know that was Everton's... On, I was going to just ask Willie, what's your thoughts on Lampard or Chelsea not winning a, a game against a, a team in the top half this season? Like, not, are you worried about that? It's not ideal. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. But at the end of the day, like I explained in previous pods, especially with the big six clubs, like the context around it, and it will come. Like, this is a club still gelling together. And we should have beat some. We should have played a lot better against other teams. Not going to deny that, but you, you, I believe in the man. I believe in the club. I believe in the direction we're going. So we've just got to keep the faith. Yeah, because I, I, I'm looking forward to second season Chelsea. I think there'll be a pain once. Uh, hopefully they, well, if they join, they gel together. And you know, my guy Harvitz, because I think he will come good, even though you guys feel he wouldn't. Um, yeah, second season Chelsea would be interesting. Yeah, we, we no one said he ain't coming. I'm not having him, but we just nah. we're, but we just say we're ready. If <laughs> nah, he brother, do you know what? I'm not having him because he's not even showing the little sign. Like you see Pepe, yeah. you see Undumbelli in their first seasons. I know, okay, it's only been twelve games, but you saw a little something. Yeah, like I and I'm, I've not the, seen it from Havertz yet. Other than think, like, that little Carlin Cup game when he bagged the Hattie, I've not seen but it. That means nothing. Hattie is a Hattie boy. Yeah, one thing, one thing with the Premier League I've found, especially as an Arsenal fan, it's really frustrating. But the difference between a great player and a good player is, I really think, is confidence. It, but that's it. It's it's so simple. You have to be confident that that shot you're taking is going in. But is it a coincidence? But is it a coincidence? Havertz leaves Leverkusen and they're top of the league in the Bundesliga. It's coincidence, man. It is coincidence. Coincidence. <laughs> is it coincidence. Is it a coincidence that they play that Leon Bailey has been top four, man? Yeah, Leon Bailey go on the weekend, brother. He's been bro, but 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 that's another conversation because Leon Bailey should be doing well. But what happened? He had a very good good start, and he's yeah, exactly. He's declined just when you know. Yeah, that's another call. But back. To have it, I think he's just he's just finding his feet. He needs to be about confidence, and I think that's that's basically he's going through a baptism of fire, which happens to most players. Like when you come to the Premier League, you realize that the standard, especially which is funny because Pulisic, I think he's just he needs to get used to the Prem, and he's a very good player. And I'm very afraid. I have to say, I'm afraid of Chelsea, especially what they can do. 
when the, the players are fine fit. And ZH is a great buy. Cheap as well, but great buy. I, so, yeah. I think the thing with Havertz is like at Leverkusen, he had a free role and he was the main guy. Whereas at Chelsea, he's not necessarily the main. Yeah, he's the most, probably most expensive, I think, but he's not the main guy. Um, he's not probably the best and he's not getting that free role. He's being put in the system and he's being told what to do. So basically, that's what I think it is. They could let him, they they, they almost allowed it of where they could say, oh, try your best. If you don't get on it, don't worry. Do you know what I mean? You can have a bad game. You'll play next week, mate. You'll be there next week. And and that's what happens. You'll win the game the next week. And that's what, yeah, and that's what happens when your coach has confidence in you. I think yeah, I think yeah. Lampard is basically he has to obviously look at his position because obviously it's Lampard and Chelsea they sack managers for fun, so he has to like look and yeah. um, you know, play the best he can. But obviously playing in a in a, in a formation that you know doesn't really. Most, is, is that I think this is a bit unfair though. The Chelsea. I think this is a bit unfair though. Like, bro, like Havertz has joined the club, renowned for always winning, like. He, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure he was aware he was going to come in and have to fit into a system and not just be the guy that can just do it all because they have players in abundance. Like, I think it's almost it's a you're giving him a bit of a free ride saying, Oh, we have to find a system, bro. But but they're saying, but they're saying that Lampard, bro, he pitches to these players, bro. But, <laughs> but, but, but the thing, the thing, the thing, Stephen is like, it is unfair. Life is unfair. But when you pay a lot of millions for a play, you yeah. got it, it. Does come with special, you know, dispensations. You you're gonna be given time, and that's the problem with someone like Nikolai Pepe. You're gonna be given time because we didn't spend seven seventy two million for you. You're gonna be given time, bro, and well, that's Pepe, the Pepe's received that time, bro. Let's not. Uh, well, okay, there you go. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the harvest conversation. I think he needs time, <laughs> <laughs> and we should give him time. Yeah, That's I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Agree. I agree. Out for him, I agree. For him yet, to be honest. All right, why is he? So midweek you had um, Krasnodar in the Champions League. Obviously, it didn't mean anything because he was yep. already through and first place, I think, as well. Yeah, um, boring, boring game. We made ten yeah. changes. Like it was, it was literally just the case. I think the only storyline for Chelsea fans was a watching our old defence from last year and seeing how truly bad that was again. And then B, seeing the youth players like Andrew and Billy Gilmore coming back from injury and seeing how they played. And Billy Gilmore... I heard he bored, didn't it, Gilmore? He bored, yeah. bro. He, he ran the midfield. He ran the midfield. He was fantastic. And then Andrew, you know, his first start for Chelsea, he looked a bit hesitant, but that's completely understandable. But he didn't make any mistakes. He didn't make any howlers. He passed the ball when he was supposed to. He should have gotten an assist for Havertz, but Havertz, his first touch was pretty poor. Also on the Havertz point, I will touch on that because it is something that we haven't actually mentioned. He had a really bad bout of COVID. So he had some proper symptoms. It wasn't a case of he had to just self-outside because he was in contact with someone. So what you say, we can give that excuse to Pogba, but not Havertz, yeah? I hear you, man. I hear you. So we'll, we'll blame it with the, the, the COVID excuse. That's right, what United that's... fans are screaming. But Pogba, Pogba didn't Pogba. really get a blight for that, to be fair. I don't, I don't, I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel people like mentioned, people mentioned it though. But, but they, they didn't say, like, oh, he had COVID. No, 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 no. But, but if you, if you listen to what Havertz has said, the man said he was honestly, he thought he was on death's bed. Like if you read what he said about his symptoms, he was like seriously, seriously but ill. Pogba, but, but Paul Pogba came out and said that he didn't, so he so didn't feel Pogba the same. Yeah, yeah, he didn't, no, he fair, didn't fair, feel fair, the same fair, when he came back. Fair, so fair. Selective, hear, selective reading, you know them. I've never read it. I don't read about you. Yeah, of course he didn't. Yeah, right. 
that can yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, I think for me with Havertz it's just a case of and it's, it's sort of a similar point to Sean like Havertz has played for us right wing false nine he's played the 10 and he's played an eight so you're telling a 21 year old who's got all the pressure of the world and a 75 million pound move our most expensive player ever moving away from home for the first time that he's got to play four different positions in a new league then get COVID and we're then expecting him to perform. Don't get me wrong, he's not been nearly good enough. I'm not excusing that and he should be playing better. But I can see why he's been playing badly. And I fully I don't think the really pressure is there for him, you know. That, like, when on, I actually deeper, I think because on, Yoke, he's playing, he's dark. I think because he's playing no, in, as within the, team, as the, as the it the isn't... Yeah, they, do you haven't really seen anything about Hazard's oh, price? That's, the, that's price the German tag. golden boy, man. But, bro, no, but even in Germany, but, but even in Germany, they're not adding him like that. Like the Bro, I'm telling you now, it's because Chelsea are actually winning. When when Pogba came to United, yeah, United were big shit. Yeah, so... It was more pressure on him to come and deliver. Whereas I feel like Havertz has joined the team who are at the moment playing well, so he can almost ease himself in. And he's not the star boy. They don't see him. I think they're they're looking at Werner more to deliver than Havertz. Not even even that. I think Chelsea just bought a lot of good players. So when one isn't isn't performing, you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah. Unlike yeah. say my my new that buys Pogba for how many millions and you know that's the that's the guy you're basically this is the guy we're putting all our eggs on perform or bust yeah with Chelsea yeah, good point. Good point. yeah with Chelsea you have Ziyech you have Werner you just have a lot of players and they so so far they you know they do well. at the same time as because well. you know what? yeah people forget yeah Pulisic is hazard replacement you know. Bro, oh, I can't wait. Do you not remember him when he was injured in 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 the semi final, bro? He was balling. Do you not? He remember? was. He was. Do you, not, do you not rate Pulisic? Do you not rate Pulisic, Andy? Do we better do? The only problem with Pulisic is he can't stay on the pitch. Like I read yeah. it today. It's something like ever since he joined us properly. He's been he's he's been available. He's been in the team some like forty percent of the games. Yeah, because Jake, I think I think you guys you guys had a better chance of winning the FA Cup final if if Pulisic was on, if he was on pitch. pitch yeah. Oh my, yeah, He he is the he is the player in our team that just he strikes fear, like that that is what he does. Like when yeah. he picks awesome, up the ball man. and goes at you, like and especially because of the fact he's performed. Like you think of someone like. Werner when he's running at you like there was a point in the Krasnodar game where he picked up the ball had a solid 10-15 yards between him and the centre-back and just ran past him with the ball yeah. like, the centre-back just sort of went yeah. oh okay well I guess you're going past me like see you later mate <laughs> like but like, Pulisic, Pulisic, like, is like, is just the touches he can like when in the lockdown game in the against Liverpool when it was 5-3 like he was just he picked up the ball and yeah. Liverpool started retreating like that was the first time I, in a while I had seen Liverpool look at it going like, "What do we do?" So I guess Jake, the big, the bigger question would is, do you reckon Frank can get the best out of that team? Yes, I do. Yeah. Like, cool. I like I, I believe that. Because he has to get Werner firing, and if we can get a good Werner and good Ziyech, then and a good um, Havertz and Pulisic, then we are going to see an annoying ass Chelsea. That's basically facts. The thing is, Werner though, yeah, because I was looking at um, RP. That's obviously before we move on. I was looking at Leipzig and the amount of chances they create. Yeah, I feel like was was Werner all like. 
did he always miss a lot of chances and we've just seen it now because he's yeah, bro because he's not a striker I've always said that he's a, he's a, he's a high chance converter if you know what I mean mm. he'll, he'll yeah. miss a lot but he'll score yeah, yeah. some more GM right. things <laughs> wow. To, to some to some extent, Salah at one point. <laughs> Salah is still like that, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one point, man. But, but right, at least, but, yeah. Go ahead. All right, man. Why is he? So obviously, in today's Champions League draw, um, you finished top of your group. This is what you wanted because you wanted to avoid um the likes of Bayern Munich or just a tough opponent, and then you get Atletico Madrid. Worst to go. <laughs> No, it, it is the worst draw we're going to I think Chelsea will be fine. Like, because the you fact swear. is, like, look at... I'm, I said on the last part, I would have I would have preferred Barca. 100%. Would have taken them any day of the week, given how they're playing. But, but Atletico Madrid right now, it's really strange to watch Atletico because obviously we know them as... they they We think Mourinho will park the bus. Simeone will park four buses. Like, he will get yeah. everyone defending. They're scrappy... They'll go down at every opportunity. They'll shout at the ref at every point. They'll make life completely difficult for you. But then this year, they're playing oh, they're with like balling. 55% possession. They, they've scored the second most amount of goals in in La Liga and yeah. conceded the least. <laughs> and, oh, and Felix has been and released. Felix, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah, been Felix is balling. So. Well, that's why the key for that was Suarez. Because having Suarez, you can't lump the ball up because he's got no pace. So you've got to play a more progressive yeah. game. Which is working the ball into the box and not playing so counterattacking. Suarez balling, like Suarez, bro. He's balling. But then I, I think for me, and I've always said this, of where this is the season they're playing Koke and Saul as the two yeah. centre mids. Because in previous seasons he's played them as both as wingers. Wingers. But yeah, now yeah. he's just like, yo, bro, this party's gone. No problem, man. Let's play my boys, bro. They're gonna, they're gonna win the league, man. They're gonna win it. Yeah, oh, yeah most difficult tie. You could have got whatsoever, and I think it's also an example because obviously winning the group means that you get your home game second, but that could also work against us. Because mm. if we go to the Wanda and have a bad game, that could really work against because no. then you come like, to like Liverpool, and Atletico like can Liverpool, retreat into man. their mode, <laughs> and we have to go chasing the game. Yeah, but don't get me wrong, I still back Chelsea, still back Chelsea yeah. to win that game. I think I mean, the, but... the more time that we get together, the more time that we get to gel the team. We could come there. It's going to be tough it's games. a toughest draw we could have got, and if we lose, I can see why. But I wouldn't be happy with it. Like I've been saying, I want to see progress in the Champions League. I want to see the progress in the big European nights, and I wouldn't be happy with just a good performance. I want to see us get through. I want to see us win this tie. To be honest, Jake. I want you to beat them, man, because I'm still hurt, man. <laughs> I, I actually wanted Atletico Madrid, but yeah, just just get Jake. The at least you're there, man. At least you're there, man. Well, no. that's a pleasure no. some of us can hold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Might be nice. Might be nice. Man. And um, tomorrow you've got Wolves away. Yep. A few um, chances there, fella. I do. I do. I mean, Wolves haven't been as great as they have the last couple of seasons. I think we could all agree on that. I, I don't get why they've randomly changed from three at the back to four. Someone's going to have to explain that to me because it doesn't seem like... I think they got bored, man. <laughs> just couldn't be bothered with it anymore. But, I mean, yeah. they still have game winners in their team. You know, Traore, if you give him some space to start getting up to speed, he could still hurt you. Podence, I think, is looking really good. Can team. we talk? Can we talk about him briefly? What what do we what do we think about Podence? Like, do we do we uh, think like do we think he could take his game like uh-uh. kick on? Nah, nah. Yeah. He's, he's, not, he's not a killer. It, he's not a killer. 
He's not coming. In a better in a better setup, a better club, I reckon he, he could, man. He's bored. Nah, man. You think he well, could like do the jotter thing, yeah. Nah, man. Why not? Nah. He's not a killer. Like, he's a he's a tidy player. But, you know, when he comes... watch When you watch him throughout the season, he'll end up with, like, three goals this season with four assists or something like that. He's yeah, not a killer. Right. He, he, he gives you he gives you those moments to think that. Like, I don't think yeah, he needs to be a killer. He's not meant to be a killer, I don't think. He's but, a, I think he's like, he could what, go what into a final. What does he have? For, for, me, for, me, for me, I think it's up to the player because it's basically the different, like Ronaldo. We know what he was, but he took his game to another level. He became basically, a killer. Exactly. So there you go. He became mm. a became, killer. Became Can a killer. he become a killer? And that's the bro, big question. I think question. he's forty-six, man. He's a bro, big man. He's <laughs> he, a can big man bro. he can become a killer he's at fifty, a boy. Man, bro. <laughs> he's twenty-six, man. I thought he was a young boy. Yeah, he's like years old. Fair, fair, fair. Like now, let me check. Let me just make uh, sure. Just hell? make sure. Just. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big man. Big man. But yeah, like like I say, I think I think we should win that game despite the game winners. I think especially if they match up with four at the back to our four at the back. You know, this is where it comes down to we've had a bad result. This is where we need to see a response. We need to see the boys kicking on, continue to be on the front foot. Like I said earlier, Pulisic will hopefully be in the side, will hopefully start, and we'll get to see him show off a little bit. And yeah, like I say, I back Chelsea win. Calm. So let's move over to North London then. Um, the champions elect Strizza. Love it, man. It's your time. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Crystal Palace, <laughs> one or draw. Um, mm. To be expected or? Um, nah, man. I thought we were going to win, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I thought we were going to win, but... Really? Um, and it's a I game think in that... predictions, I had Palace to win, to be honest, but... I thought we'd win 2-0. But for me, I think it was a a game where we should have won and we could have won if, if we didn't retreat and invite pressure. Um, I thought we started the game relatively well. Guaita made a few great saves and we were on the front foot. Son was getting on the ball. Regulon was getting on the ball. We were getting a lot of joy down, down Palace's right, down our left. Um, and yeah, I, I was optimistic. Um, obviously, the goal came from a long-range effort from Kane. Bit of swerve on it, but keeper should have done a lot better. But with that being said, you don't shoot, you don't score. So one nil up. Um, and then from there, Palace had a few opportunities. Eze looked good. Zaha looked good. I think oh, the, yeah. those, obviously Zaha, we know about, but Eze especially impressed me. Hit the post with a decent shot and always looked like a threat. Rarely loses the ball. Looked very technically good. So he was a threat, but all in all, I thought we were, we deserved to go in one nil up at half time. And then in the second half, and this probably pisses me off more than the result itself how we played in the second half. And it's something that has happened under Jose. And I thought maybe we'd learn from it, similar to the West Ham game. This is the Premier League. This is the best league in the world. You can't think you can sit there and defend the one that we need for 45 minutes because it doesn't happen like that. And all that happened is we started giving away silly fouls, allowed them to get the balls into the box for, for Benteke to attack, for them to try and win knockdowns and to, to force more and more pressure. And eventually the goal, the goal was coming. Eventually it came... Um, balling from Eze. We gave away a cheap foul again, free kick from the left. For me, a mistake from Lloris, albeit he may have seen it late. And there's Jeffrey Schlupp to, to tap it in. And it's very reminiscent to the game you played post-lockdown. I mentioned it earlier in the chat. We drew that one all as well. And Kane and Schlupp scored on the same day. And 
it was a carbon copy. We dominated the first half, probably should have been more than one goal up. And in the second half, we retreated. And I don't understand why we do it. But um, yeah, so we finished, the game finished one all. Um, and you know what the annoying thing is? When it got to one all, we started yeah, to play no, again. Yeah, we started, so we started to press to again. And it was like, get that. What, like, why have we not done? So where were these men for the last 35 minutes? Why are we now yeah. pressing? Now it's well, one all. I was, I was, right. I was yeah. I was um I was listening to Mourinho's press conference post match press conference and he was saying that that was not his idea at all to sit back but it was rather the players <laughs> because Palace were inviting the pressure. See, I don't so know. He came out and said like that. that wasn't his thing. He wanted the team to push on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say that, I don't know. I if feel I like in the change that. room he'll be like, mm, "You guys be smart. Don't commit. Don't do this." Like, I don't know. I don't I'm know. not the saying way- that we should go out there, yeah, and, like, for a quarter yeah. to the wind and just go mad. But you can't just sit back, even against Palace. Im- Palace impose yourself on the game. Yeah, yeah like, we you just... Take control of it. Yeah, like, we didn't... We didn't do anything. Get another like, one. When we, yeah, when we had the ball, it wasn't like we could, like, like you say, Kenna, we didn't control possession or slow the game down. It was, like, literally, get the ball, do nothing with it, let them attack us, give away fouls, and eventually mm-hmm. they're going to score. And I felt it. And there was a few opportunities. I, a few, I, I, got lucky with a few headers, and it's like, the goal's coming now. And it wasn't even, you know, how Co- I, I always say... So, Coven, do you reckon it's basically hurricane or sun or bust with Tottenham sometimes? <laughs> so, essentially, if you... If wow. not, Literally, not, everyone is this player or bust, isn't it? In the yeah. like, what the hell? People just got ballers. No, 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 no. No, 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 hear me out. No, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Because the, the, the making of a good team, the team that eventually wins the league is that other players chipping. Facts, so, facts. so if you don't have Son or Harry Kane scoring, you need to have someone else like Bergwijn. I don't know what someone else. So yeah, he hasn't come to the party. To so, so true. my point is, if you're gonna put that, I mean, Jose, you know what Jose is gonna give to a very good team. He gives you that stability. You can attack well. Your players are doing it, and it's great. But when you have a team, so like uh, Crystal Palace, who are gonna attack you? And you know Zaha is down smoke. Put in Eze, he's on smoke as well. So obviously, any right-minded player would uh, would say, okay, let's sit back a bit and stop this from happening. But then, what you need is also brave players that would say, okay, let me take, let me, let me take the risk and you know to push this team and that's when you get those goals so my point being do you, do you reckon currently your Achilles heels if Son or Harry Kane isn't scoring or getting you goals Max. then you're basically in this position no quite simply no and I'll tell you for why go ahead we know that Kane and Son are our best players and they're going to score the majority of our goals most clubs have the players that score majority of their goals right but we're not reliant on them to to score our goals. We we do need other players to chip in. They haven't done it at the moment, but I think that's because of the way we play. Bergwijn, as much as he is a winger, he's playing as a defensive winger. If you if you see his average positions, uh, each half or, or per forty five or at the end of the game, he's very much coming back a lot to defend. And we play Kane and Son higher. Okay, yeah. so for me, the way we're playing is not allowing him to get on the score sheet as much, but. That doesn't come from the players itself. They, they are out there to perform the manager's tactics and whatever he sets the team out to do. Of course, you've got to take initiative as a player and you've got to, you, when you step across the white line, it's down to you. But I honestly believe, and it's maybe to our detriment slightly, that how we've played previously of sort of sitting back, getting ahead and then trying to hold it 
has maybe affected the players mentally. We're not playing against Man City. We're not playing against um, Arsenal, albeit Arsenal ain't the best at the moment, but they're still good, a good side. We're playing against Palace. It's for us to impose ourselves. It's for us to, when you score the one, you go get the second, you go get the third. If you want to be champions, if you want to be in the top four, that's what the big teams do. So I don't think it's necessarily Kane, Son or Bust. I think us as a team and as, as a collective and tactically, Jose's got to adapt in situations. It's a great um, point, Strides. Like. And yeah, and, and I feel like him, like him coming out after and saying, oh, I don't tell the players to do that. I think it's a load of rubbish, honestly. I, I, I feel like Tottenham have already, like, they, they've already kind of seen how, like, the season's gone so far. And they, they kind of almost went into protect what we've got mode when yeah. sometimes you've got to know who you're playing. You're better than Palace. Go and win the game. Like, if, if Tottenham 100%. had been a bit more assertive, you probably could have got the second goal and wrapped it up, but 100%. I think that was your mistake. So I and, think and you know what, hundred percent. And you know how that is completely true as well. When they get the equaliser, what happens for the next ten minutes? Fam, you man, it's we pepper them. them. Like, yeah. A great exactly. save from Gaia from a Kane header. Obviously, Dyer's free kick. We start peppering them, but yeah. we only do that when we when we feel like, oh no, the, like, we've we've conceded now. We need to go and score. That should That's be your mentality. Think, yeah. When you. When That's why I think the whole. Kane and Son debate. I think is I get what I get. I get it in terms of if you're looking at it from the outside in. But I think the the, the, the vast change that you guys had when you conceded goals. Yeah, I don't, I think if you were playing for an extra ten minutes, you would just be with the bag, and it'll probably be either Kane yeah. or Son. So I, I think yeah, just... right. And I just hope yeah, like I I thought the West Ham obviously the West Ham game is a bit of an anomaly because we're three 0 up. We concede three in the last ten minutes, and maybe psychologically that's affected the players. I don't know, but. I would just hope they use this as an example to say, look, we're playing in the Premier League. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. Okay, one nil is not a, a a big enough lead to be trying to hold it for 45, and they just don't repeat the same mistake. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a point on the road. I think it was a fair result, and we're still top of the league. So you know, like you got to kind of take take the rough context. Context. Yeah, man. Yeah, bad day in the office sometimes. In yeah, hindsight, exactly. by the way, because obviously, because of Liverpool. Yeah, but... yeah, of course. At the time, I was fuming. And, and yeah, you know what? Yeah, even yeah. today, I was fuming because I looked at it and I thought to myself, we really could have got three points and we could have mm. been sat. We could have been going into the game on Wednesday with Liverpool two points clear. So, you know, it's disappointing. But at the same time, like you say, context, hindsight, like a point on the road at Palace. You know it's, what a, mean? it's a good point, man. I, I, I think Palace is good. Especially at their ground, to be honest. Um, yeah, hey, Pam, that's and, old traffic yeah. as well, bro. Yeah, exactly. And a shout out though for for Guaita. Other than his mistake for oh, for yeah. Kane's goal, I thought he had a he had a unbelievable game, man. The he he really save was yeah, empty. unbelievable. So fair play. So obviously in midweek on um, Thursday you played against Royal Antwerp in the Europa League, two 0 win. Yeah, it was already through as well. Was it to play to finish first to top the group? Yeah, to yeah, the group, you had to it? win yeah. that to top the group. Yeah, and so. you did that. So obviously now you're facing Wolfsburger FC. Um, yeah, you, you told Wolfsburg. me about them, man. I don't know about them, man. There, yeah. I read that they're seventh in the Austrian league. Yeah. So look, I, to, like the draws that I've seen, obviously. Um, Arsenal getting Benfica, United getting Sociedad, and even there was another one. I think Ajax got someone that was half decent as well. Lil. Yeah, like for the teams we could have got, we got mm. a very good draw. I expect us to go through um, and really sort of target that competition. Like the ties aren't going to be played till February, so we've got time obviously in between now and then with the Premier League. But, you know, still being in the Carabao Cup as well, the quarterfinal coming up, I do want to see us try and target that because I don't just want to see one trophy this year. Obviously, I'd snap your hand off, but I do think we can 
we can win that. So get the big one, yeah. Definitely, man. It'd be it'd be great to see us like lift. I've never seen my team lift the European trophy. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm. it'd be a good thing. Yeah, the reason why I said Wolfsburg is not a team to be slept on, although I think like you you guys should have enough to beat them. It's um I've seen them a few times because they they were in the same group as Feyenoord. Um, and Feyenoord, of course, is a team that I follow, like from Holland. And they right. obviously Feyenoord is not a, they're not great at the moment. They're very very shit, but. They've literally moved to them as final, obviously, on paper, should be better than these Wolfsburg people. So I think they're those type of teams that are up for the occasion. And the bigger the team, the better they will play. So, mm. yeah, yeah they're, interesting. they're one of them, man. So that's, that's why I said, yeah, make sure you don't sleep on them. Let but me not talk too much then in that, in that case, man. I don't, yeah, wanna, man. You know I, mean? I don't want you to run back the recordings on me. So. <laughs> um, Wednesday, you got... Um, Top of the table clash, man. Liverpool. Yeah, who, who'd have thought it going into uh, Christmas? Yeah, man. What do you think? From Brother, a Spurs you know what? Like, I'll be real. I never go into Anfield or games at Anfield against Liverpool with any type of confidence because, you know, we don't do well there. And it's a fortress. Let's be serious. Like, they, when was, what's the record? Like, you might have lost a game in over 70 or something stupid. Yeah, like, I don't even know. It's not an easy place to go. Um, my heart is telling me we'll get a draw. My head's telling me we'll lose. Um, so get know, anything. Man. Get get a point minimum. Listen, to get a point, I'll be very happy with that, man. Mm. But I do believe at the same time, we can get at Liverpool. We saw, obviously, in the Fulham game, which, which I'm sure you'll talk about later, um, you know, if you do get at Liverpool, you can get some joy. But mm. I don't think we're going to play on the front foot the way Fulham played. I think we are going to sit and retreat and do what we've done in the other big games and try and hit on the break. But do try and exploit Trent's side. And I think that could be a key clash, Son against Trent. Trent trying to get forward, leaving that space in behind for Son. You haven't got the pace of Van Dijk and Gomez at centre-half, so we could get some joy. So um, I'm going to go one-all draw, but I would not be surprised if we lost. Calm. All right, Kenna then. Let's let's move over to you then. Um, obviously, um, yesterday we played Fulham. 1-1 draw. I'm very hurt by that. Um, how did you see it? Bro, literally, I think the worst game under Klopp, honestly. In terms of performance of where just everything seemed disjointed, like from start to basically even to the free kick, it was just like, I, I didn't know what I was watching, especially that first, I think was it 30 minutes? Mm. No one could make a pass. We couldn't string more than five, six passes together. Every time we're like, okay, space is tight let's switch play we switch play and it wasn't coming off Henderson uh, Trent all, all of them all of them it was it was almost they were, they were terrible next, to watch everyone was terrible but then even and I've said this on here numerous times of where I'm almost um, expecting us to concede every game but I can see our front three scoring two three goals a game they were all terrible every single one of them mm. of where, when Bobby dropped in, you see that he had a heavy first touch or when he passed it, it was short. Mane was non-existent. Salah was non-existent. It was... It, even, I think I said, towards halftime, we were lucky to get in. <laughs> to get in, was it 1-0 down well, at no, halftime? Yeah. We, we were lucky. Like, I would have bit your hand off at it as, as the game was proceeding. But then I kind of said, um, we needed to come back better in the second half. We were marginally better not a lot better um, Fulham still had their chances to be fair we did have our chances but we didn't take them 
there is that Curtis um, Jones man with that run and then yeah, he cut he, in he and scored. there was a gap but, and then but Manjis, was, uh, I was bro yeah, come on then, man I, I, I do I have to say though Kenna that that game showed me your point about Curtis Jones I told but you then you can do everything but you then everything. I get Andrew's point that He's good, but he if he he's scored 19. that goal, he's a nineteen year old kid. If he scored that goal, come on. Should he back there? No, 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 Cross by Jones to the back post. He closed his eyes and went over. Yeah, and that was the Henderson yeah. one. The Henderson one. Oh, drove oh yeah, mad at the near yeah. post. You see that you have to finish it. If you don't pass it across, and I think it was, I can't remember who was running in to get a tap in. Bro, you should have uh, just smashed uh, so, it. Smashed it across, man. Not even so, pass it. Just smash it. Do you it reckon? It, do you reckon it's more of uh, uh, what's his name's um brilliance than just Henderson? Because I think who? he was um the Fulham's keeper. Areola. Areola. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Better both. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of both. I think a you need to give Fulham a bit more props though, because they were. No, no, no. They were. I, I said it. Oh. We, we, we were lucky to get in one nil at half time. Oh, it's <laughs> we funny. Were she, lucky, man. It's funny we're she lucky. said that, um, Stephen, because I think um, Fulham shot themselves because they could have been two three nil up, yeah, and that yeah. just shown me their quality, especially yeah. Bobby, Bobby Reed. Did you guys see? Bobby um, Reed's a baller, man. Is he? Uh, nah. Alison nah. nah. played well. Alison nah. played really. There was there was a there was a chance where he should have like crossed, and if he gave a a, a pimp point cross it would have been a tap in but the goal that he scored though yeah, yeah come on really yeah, goal. Right, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about that let's wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's talk about this because <laughs> I've, I've spoken to Andy about this and people were saying agenda so if anyone who hasn't seen the goal corner um, goes in it was cleared Salah it was too soft anyway um, pushed, yeah it's yeah, it soft it wasn't a foul or anything but then the ball was kind of breaking it wasn't in anyone's control it was basically 50-50 if not 60-40 to Fulham our defense is kind of squeezing up, but in a disjointed manner of where no no one defender of the back four are in the same line. So it's like um, Robbo, the highest, then whoever it was behind, then behind, then behind. I think Trent was still inside the box slightly. But then I had an argument well, with people saying, oh, um, I blamed Robbo. That's Robbo's fault. Whatever anyone says, I played fullback for whatever now, um, 15 plus years. I know how to play fullback. That's Robbo's fault of where, as a defense, when the ball's being cleared, you all come out in the line and the deepest man dictates it. So as a fullback, you tuck in, you get close to your centre half and you come out marking. That is the key point. As the ball is cleared out, I will shout, come out marking. He's, he's almost gambling. Yeah, he was nowhere to, get to be a, seen. Man. He was gambling on a counter-attack whilst his man is behind him. I, I don't know what excuse um, I could give him of where Tosin. it happens to the best players, but that's a that's a robo mistake of where if that Bellerin does that, not if Trent it, does man. that, Tosin, any, yeah, because you disagreed with this. I'm I'm, I'm, ju- I'm just not buying that. I mean, the what's thing the is, goal? Very what's easy. the goal again? It's very easy. Hold it's on. very easy to say he's gambling on a counter attack, but then you say, but then if the Liverpool do get up the field. And then he, if he, that's a gamble, so that's a gamble. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, but that's a gamble. From, um, I agree. But, but the it's part of the game. At the end of the I day, agree. you take the good I, I, and the bad. At the end of the day, like when you say gambling, he didn't go off. Like he didn't go off to like the, the byline or anything. He was about a second in front of his um in front that of his. That can still his, be a mistake, uh, my brother. His man. My brother, that's still a mistake. You just got to take the good and the bad. That's what I'm trying to say. I wasn't saying oh, but, but like giving him bad shit. I'm like, okay, you made a bad decision. We conceded. We made. Why is that mistake? I don't think. 
that's his. Fo- I don't think the reason that Fulham scored is because it? of Robertson. Whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Whether or not you wanna, you wanna Whose say. Whose fault is it? Whose fault <laughs> Whoever is lost it? The ball. I'll ask you. <laughs> no one lost the ball. No one lost the ball. Watch the goal again. No one lost the ball. Fulham were more in control of the ball than Liverpool were. Yeah, so no one no lost the ball. Him to be yeah. High. no one lost it. Yeah, no one lost the ball. I, I don't think it's anyone's fault. It's just a good play by Fulham. You always man. have to blame goal, someone. Man. You always it's have to goal. blame someone. <laughs> that goal is preventable. It's not it is, one of those. It's yeah. preventable. It's high. I see where Kerner's coming from, to be honest. So how is it preventable, though? Because what I can see is Salah being very naive and being pushed. Okay, um, he lost he, he, that. Yep, he, lost he lost that. And then, um, what's his name? I think so it was Lukeman, who passes to um, um, Bobby Reed. Bobby Reed, a good finish. The thing is why Robertson is in the four in that instance is because, obviously, as a fullback, you need to go... You need to be in the same line as your centre-backs. Back you can't be ahead of your centre-back like with your man behind you, with your, with man, your behind man behind you. Behind you. So obviously the bo- so obviously Lookman Lookman uses that particular gap to to get in Bobby Reed, who is very much on side. If 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 um Robertson was in line, he could have prevented that goal. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. It's counterpoint. Do, don't you think Robertson probably pushed up because he thought the counter attack was oh, on? Of course. Okay. Of course. Well, so, yeah, so, 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 exactly. You can't say it's, it's his fault because you can still be a mistake. We're saying the same. You're saying thing. that he was in front of the line. If yeah. he, if, if he was um behind the line. And that means he would have kept Fulham on side. So yeah. no, but, but you can't Bobby's have it in both front of ways. It. No, no, you can't say that. No, Bobby's not behind the line, bro. It's his fault. And no, 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 no. Behind but him, but you fault. know, but you know, yeah, if yeah, he was, yeah. if he was, if he was on the same line, he would have caught Bobby. You know that. Exactly. No, the no, ball no, would have, the ball wouldn't even reach Bobby. The ball wouldn't even reach Bobby. I think, I think either way, you have to just give it to Fulham because it was a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But like Kenneth said, it was a gamble. If you have to blame anyone. Is Robbo, but we keep yeah. it moving, man. Liverpool, yeah. we were due to yeah. concede we, anyway, but man. But we didn't, we didn't gonna... deserve, I said it, yeah. we didn't deserve the point. We didn't, we were lucky to get a point. We you were very lucky. We didn't deserve a win. We didn't deserve the win. We that penalty terrible. from Salah, <laughs> I was on to him. He's lucky, man. But Kenna, let's move on. Let's move on quick. So, um, we Duncan. drew against Leipzig. Um, nope. What you what were you thinking there? Happy? Yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. That's that's yeah. one of the few I didn't want. Of Nagelsmann. Where, uh, yeah, Nagelsmann won, but I'm a massive fan of Leipzig, man. Just how how they set up, how they can. One minute they're playing three three four three, one minute three five two, the minute four. So it's gonna be like a tactical battle, honestly. Of where it might suit us, of where we might turn up and beat them um, four five nil, which we did. If you remember Nagelsmann at Hoffenheim. Oh, well, I was saying yeah. the same thing, and then we panned them like five, six nil over two legs. So, yeah, it could be anything. So, yeah, that's that's a tough draw for us. Well, obviously, before that on Wednesday we've got Spurs. Um, yeah, I, I I've thought about this, and I honestly think it's going to be a nil nil. Honestly, of where yeah, Klopp will take um, Klopp will take the draw. Jose will take the draw. Of where I know Stride said Son versus Trent will be this massive thing. Klopp will do what he did against um, City with, with Trent. Of will say, Trent, do not move. <laughs> Don't leave any space behind you. And then let's almost hope one of the front three um, can produce something to win us the game. But I can't see Robbo and Trent almost being how we normally play. Because we, we've got much more to lose being, what is it? We'll be three points behind Tottenham if we lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both, both teams will take a draw, man. Ball draw. Boy. All right, then let's move on to our friends over in North London. 
um, who were the last game yesterday. No, not the, yeah, the, one of the last games with Leicester as well. We won their game 3 0 against Brighton. Um, Arsenal v Burnley happened at the Emirates. Shalom, let me go to you, man. As you weren't here yesterday for the Tottenham Pamming. Um, talk me yes, through the game, man. Y- yesterday or last part? Last week, sorry. Last week. <laughs> um, where do I start? Uh, I start from the top because you know that's the best place to start. We honestly, I thought the game was going well in terms of the first half. Um, you can clearly see Arsenal midfield wise, we are we are just we're not good. Um, but at, we're playing at home, so you know, you give the, the benefit of doubt to the, to the team playing at home. Um, second half, we went in at Sendacy, and then Jacker with his moment of madness gets sent off, and you, you just knew it was happening. Um, and then, of course, we concede by an Aubameyang on goal. And you just knew that we weren't going to score. And as it's, you can see, we lost 1-0. And that's basically the very express version of the game. Um, to go into more detail, I will pull in my brother, Tosin, to give us a rant. Tos, you're next. No, sorry, I'll have to hold back there. Sorry, Tos, because... <laughs> You know, like on a weekend like this, on a weekend like this, and you've seen everyone else drop points. And this is why I just don't... Like, do these players, they know what scores are happening. We're nowhere near the rest of the top six. But you see everyone dropping points, you think, yeah, lads, come on, let's get it. Let's get the three points today. And that's what... uh, Do you know what pain me the most? And I know maybe Tosin, you're going to touch on this, but Lacazette, I don't get it. He had a great chance to give us the lead. And... he had the whole goal to aim for, but he goes straight for Nick Pope, who, don't get me wrong, had a g- good game. However, I think you, we all know what his chances was. Lacazette literally just taps the ball. It was great play from Arsenal. And this Lacker hits it straight to the keeper. Anywhere else, it's a goal. And it's just like, what, what more can... OK, look, there's a whole running debate. Our oh, testing needs to change his tactics, whatever. But when we're getting those chances, like he had the same against Liverpool to get us back in the game. Like these guys are missing big chances. And especially with what happened, like United dropped points, Liverpool dropped it. Like we're nowhere near those guys, but this is what we kind of need. And I'm just fucking disappointed, man. Like, I need to get to the endless spot. We're lucky we're going into tier three because all I see is Arteta capping. Capping like oh, I'm not gonna lie, man. You need to don't worry about United Liverpool. You need to worry about Newcastle, Leeds. Don't worry about the big teams no. dropping points, G. You're not around the the, the top sides. Mad, Is that not what I've just said? I mean, I mean, because you just said you mentioned you. Why you mentioned Liverpool I, for, fam? I, 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 I hear what Munya's saying. I, I, I can. I would. I would deal with that. What Calvin, I'll deal with that. You're you are allowed to kick us whilst we're down, but you know it's all good. But I think. Basically, we just have to face facts that the Arsenal team are not good enough. And the problem with Arteta is that he's decided to stick with the experienced players, he's, the players, as he said, and they are letting him down. And he's afraid to take a gamble and gamble on other players. And that's going... It, hopefully, he, he he changes this, but that will be his downfall. But yeah, um, I think Lacazette shouldn't play as a 10. Um, you can see... He, basically, I picked this long time ago there was there's an issue with jacker and he's unwillingness to to pass quick 
whenever you see the jackal hold the ball, you, he he takes about ten seconds and he slows us down. So very very much that progression in midfield is is lacking, and basically Arteta has to change it. But it, like I, I'm going to tell everyone here, it's going to get it has to get worse before it gets better. And our worst is we'll stay in the league and get better next year. The the absolutely disastrous part is Arsenal getting relegated. I don't see it happening, but we just have to get worse before it gets better. I've got a question. I've got a question. Why, did, why didn't why didn't what's his name get sent off? What's his name? El Nenny. Um, because was a, the ball wasn't active uh, apparently. Yeah, and I think it wasn't necessarily intentional per se. Um, it, hence why it might be it might be it, it might be a yellow card but it wasn't intentional as in as compared to jackers that when jack went for the throw that's, yeah but if, that, you can, if, if you're booking him a yellow card you're boy. basically acknowledging that he done something uh, okay which then uh, means the pen okay guys are we are we sticking with arsenal's plane or do you just gonna you know, Pick on <laughs> on fouls I mean, because I'm picking, on, I'm picking on moments in the game in it. Obviously, that we saw. Um, what did you guys make of? Um, let me go to Tabo. Um, what did you make of? Um, um, Aubameyang breaking his duck and finally scoring at the Emirates this season. <laughs> um, it's just it's just a bit unlucky. Um, to be honest, man, uh, that's all it was. It was a great ball. Uh, I can't remember who crossed it in for Burnley, but great ball. And you know, when they people said that, that but Yang ball, doesn't score headers, man. That was a good one, Prez, you know. That was a good one. <laughs> so, just to be more um, you know, to be more critical, um, what did you mm. make of his game overall in regards to uh um, I mean his game if we, yesterday? I, I think we all watched the game and as um Munya said about Lacazette, you know, it seemed just like everything was just not gonna go our way yesterday. Every shot we had literally at Pope or Pope made a save. It just, mm. as everyone said yesterday on Sky Sports, like everything, we're not playing, it's not like we're actually playing bad, but we just can't buy a goal at the minute. And I'm not sure, um, as, as some of you said in the chat yesterday, like Aubameyang just looks like a defeated man at the moment. And I can't get my head around it about what's going on. Um, there was even like one chance. I feel like that was more. It looked more prominent, like where he just fell to the ground, and it was yeah, just like yeah, where he like, cut in, in it. Beat, yeah, actually, like he beat it the was defender just like, as well. I think. Yeah, it was just like usually everyone knows he's probably going to twist turn that like, the chip against Chelsea, but like he just looks yeah defeated. Oh well, you said and, yesterday uh, in the chat he's done. Um, do you, do you want to shed some light on that? Is he done? I feel like um, for now. Maybe Arteta may need to protect him. Um, you know, take uh, play someone else at the moment. Give Bologan a chance. I mean, we've got nothing to lose. It's not like they're getting goals anyway at the moment. So play someone else one or two games. Let him come on as a sub. Try and change the game. Get his confidence back. But um, you know what's what's that. mad? What's mad of where you lost one 0 at home to Burnley, and I genuinely believe that's the best you've played since that win against Ars- yeah. um, United. It is, it is, because that's why that's why the, the Jack is sending off is it's very infuriating because you can see we were on the ascendancy and we could have scored, and then he gets but, sent um, off, and so it's just it, it's. Can I just say the game, the game, the the, uh, Shalom, the game should be won already, as Ateta said yesterday. Yes, Shaka is the blame, obviously. Yeah, but the game should have been put to bed way before that. 
So for us to turn around again about the lead situation and blame Pepe and say, oh, Pepe was on the pitch. But no, let's look at the game before that. We should have been winning. We should have been. Like Leicester were two, three nil up by that time. By the same time, Xhaka got sent off. Tabs. So do you, um, so obviously, you, you, I think yeah. you played better than what I've seen you do in recent times. But do you um, actually watch, do you think no. you played well? Mate, if I'm honest with you, if I'm honest with you, I was more on my phone than watching the game. It was very frustrating. Because, bro, that game like, in terms of quality that. of football was so bad. Like, it was, I was a relegation. Thinking, it was yeah, actually no, so, dream. so bad. So I was um, thinking, obviously, I, was, I get what you're saying in the sense you're, you played better, but bro, that, that wasn't any good for me. Dry. Yeah, yeah, dry. Dry. But by say I didn't say better. I said we just um, were the better team. You were the better team. You might have dead food, really, man. Let's be really, real. Let's be real. We're trying to be nice about it. Arsenal were dead food, bro. We're really worried. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Let me let me land quickly. I'm sick of every single week on this podcast hearing excuses from this. We've always said that. No, 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 no. But Calvin, Calvin, Calvin. Let me let me put some let me put something to you. Let me, let me put something to you. What Playing we've done, Burnley what we've done, what we've done. Uh, you we've might done. barely beat Burnley yourself. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, let's keep Let's keep a buck, though. This Tottenham's like Carvin. Let's keep a buck. You guys are trying to, oh, what you're trying, yeah, you can be sick of it, but what you're trying to achieve is what we've achieved already in the past. So go do it. So go do it. So go. So so go. So no 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 no. So go do your go do your thing. No no no. Go go do your thing though. Go go do your thing. We we're watching you, man. We're watching you. Go do your thing. Let's leave that there. There. Toast. Toast. Let me go to you. Toast. Let me go to you. So obviously, Calvin. One little bit of my point, a man are jumping down my throat. Let me just no, no, Calvin, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. We're playing shit. We're playing You're right. Let me let me jump in. I'm just so tired of the excuses every week. That's what I'm saying. Guess what, fam? You got to keep hearing it. As of as of what a couple of weeks ago now, I said um I'm Arteta Erin until he digs his own grave in it. Like currently, Arteta's at a funeral at a funeral looking for a house in it. I'm not gonna lie to you because. What I'm seeing from Arsenal right now is disgusting. And it's one of those ones where there was a lot of chit-chat about, uh, yeah, he needs he needs his own players. He needs he needs um, transfer windows. While, while I do agree that, I feel as if that's only contingent on him showing that he can actually manage the current players that he has. And he can actually make um, poor players look a little bit better. Because if he can't make poor players look a little bit better, then how can we trust him to make his players, in, in inverted commas, actually better like I'm not gonna even gonna go into too much of a rant today but there was two tweets that kind of spoke to me um on Twitter the first one was I saw Southampton use Stuart Armstrong and Theo Walker as inside forwards this afternoon but apparently it's a stretch to get our players to play better do me a favor we have no ideas how to create and that's on one person Arteta's got to take the flat for that the second one was I don't know why people thinking statistically the worst attacking side in the league and being completely devoid of ideas going forward are growing pains of a process. It's so true, man. I mean, like, we cannot say right now that we've got to give Arteta time. It's a process. Like, we're 15th in the league. It's Arsenal Football Club. It's just not good enough. Like, I mean, if Arteta was sacked tomorrow, while I don't feel, while I don't want him to be sacked just yet, I would understand because the start we've had is relegation form. Like, we cannot buy a win right now. Like, we're, lo- we're looking no better than 
Sheffield United right now. And Arteta has to take the blame for that. Lacazette, like I've told you, man, the regression is unbelievable. You can't justify being in a team right now. He's not scoring anymore. He's not assisting. He's not doing anything. Bellerin is horrible. Holding, horrible. Shaka, you, horrible. I, t- I told you, boys, that we weren't going to get top four this season because there's no way you can have Shaka running around your midfield like Tupac, thinking you, you, you can do anything. You can't do anything <laughs> with Shaka in midfield. And for me, yeah, I agree. I think that was the best we've played in a while. And that's not saying a lot because Burn- Burnley were absolutely hopeless. And I don't think in a million years that we could lose that game. But for Shaka to go, to go, to go, go and got himself sent off in such a petulant manner. I don't want to see the guy in North London ever again. I don't want to see him in an Arsenal jersey ever again. He's an absolute disgrace as well as a terrible player. But I'm not going to lie, like Arsenal Arsenal Football Club have no business losing to, to Burnley. So Arteta's got to take the heat for that, man. It's, it's not looking good. But I got, people, I've got to say, people, sorry. People saying, sorry, Shalom. People are saying, oh, you got to blame the players before the manager. Are we past that point now? Shalom, you can answer that. Are we past that point? Um, 50-50. It'd be a both. Yeah, because it gets to a point when you have to learn from your mistakes and it feels like a tattoo isn't learning from your mistake. I get it. I get it. I get it. I think he's taking this like pep um, philosophy, this like in terms of being great, you have to 100% believe in what you do. If you don't believe in what you do and you start making um, concessions, then you're never going to hit what like the goal. It's point blank period. But then you have to think in order to be great, you have to adapt as well. So it has to be he's that. Adapted. Uh, he's adapted. He's adapted. He's adapted. Because to he what? used to play three at the back. Then okay. he went to four. The new man wanted a bummer young up front. He's played a bummer young up front. Okay. Okay. But the thing is, but the thing is, uh, adapt, adaptation is not just one dimension. Come on, think I'm of like like three dimensions. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, like three dimensions. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna land and then you would hear what I mean. When you mean to adapt, is that okay? Yes, you've he's done that, but also there's also that and being players who are not doing well, they yeah, need to now. be they need to be dropped, and that's another thing. He said in his press conference um, press conference, he said I'm verbatim, I'm giving um, chances to players who have been here, who are, who have basically worked for it. So he's basically rewarding the the experienced players. Longevity, and, exactly. And he shouldn't do that. He has to adapt. And to, to answer your point, the reason why he played a, a, a went from three to a four was because of Partey, and as Partey has gone, it's it's basically back to the same old Arsenal. So essentially, if there's any takeaway from this is. Arteta has now to December to change things around. If he doesn't, then Arsenal would need to to decide. But the bigger takeaway is that if Arsenal starts changing managers, then we're now back to the same old Arsenal back in back in what two three years ago. We need a little bit of like you know stability. And yes, we are not that good. Correct. No one's arguing that point, but it has to get worse before it gets better. And essentially, Arteta has to make a choice. And he has to make it now. And I think it does mean bringing in the younger players. And yes, they're going to make mistakes. And yes, it's going to be bad. But we have to take a bet that they're willing to fight for the club and take these play, players like Jacker gone, Bellerin gone, like all these players, the Lacazette gone, and just replace them with fresh, with fresh new Can blood. And, base, and that's it. Last, last point on Burnley, please. 
just to answer Prez, yeah, um, you know where my where I stand here. Uh, obviously, Arteta and that. Um, I feel like the players have let him down, and that's why I'll say it's a bit of both now because of decisions Arteta has made prior to the season starting. For example, obviously not including Erzul in both Europa and uh, Premier League squad, which has come back to bite him now because everyone is begging. Um, you know, everyone at Arsenal is begging for a creative player. We have him. We're paying him three hundred fifty thousand pounds a week. Ball in reason, and, and he's and he's not been uh, played for whatever the reasons. But he's um, Arteta formally came out and said and backed himself for that decision. Another one is look defensively. I'm not going to lie to you. Like we could be even playing. I've suggested this Saliba right back. For some reason, the guy is not playing. And rumors this week have come out that. You know, Arsenal are willing to even let him let him go, <laughs> and I really do not understand that. Um, so all of these little niggly decisions are the ones that are now going to help Ateta's, um, you know, demise come very quickly. Whereas I feel like at the beginning of the season we looked at it and we knew that these players were going to be weren't going to be what Arteta needed, but we thought he could get the job done. Uh, up until the summer, and uh, and then we could kind of ship them on. They could go for free, whatever the case, and we get in the actual players that you want. But unfortunately, it might not even get to that. As we said to you, by 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 December, man. If this doesn't change, I mean, it's Boy, December now. It's but mad. by the end of December, yeah, man, the banners will come out. It's mad. Uh, before before he looks like he's lost the dressing room. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Before Andy moves over to Europa League, I just want to say the only two good things from that game is that there's no Xhaka for the next three games and Bellerin suspended for the next game. Hallelujah. And Pepe's coming back, so we get the creative video. Praise God. Yeah, let me let me stay with you though. Because in a competition where you are doing fantastic, it's the Europa League. Um you finish your campaign with a hundred percent record. Um, be in the Irish Giants Don Dork 4-2 away um, and then you've drawn um, against Benfica as well uh, how are you fancying your chances going forward in that particular competition fella? So as it should be the group stages should really be a walkthrough and I mean drawing Benfica isn't going to be an easy game um, I mean like you said at the start of this intro our Europa League form is what's holding us together a bit but then again, we've only played these Mickey Mouse teams. So um, some tough opposition now. Um, people have said that Benfica aren't what they used to be. But, you know, this is Arsenal we're talking about. And now we'll face someone quite serious. Yeah. Um, we'll face a bit more of a serious opponent. Um, who knows now what's going to happen? Is he going to switch up the teams? As you know, in the Europa League, we've played the levels of Joe Willock and Reese Nelson. Um, but is he then going to now switch up and bring in all the other guys from the Premier League? I don't know, but um, we should... They can, they can also um, change their squads now, right? So Ozil, Saliba can be integrated into the new squads for you. I heard that, yeah, even for the Premier League in January. Premier they League well, yeah. Again. Um, so. But like Tabo said, I mean, yeah, it'd be good to... I don't, I don't know what's going to happen if he's got sense. I know Mitchell, our boys, my head today. He's not a fan of Ozu no more, but I don't think having him as another option is, is that bad. Wouldn't hurt, would it? Exactly. So, um, I mean, it's, it's not going to be easy, but I expect us to beat Benfica and um, progress in the next round. Uh, minimal. I mean, there's now Tottenham United in there. Um, I expect to probably meet one of them in the semi-finals. Who knows? 
And then on Wednesday, you've got um, Southampton at home, who, for me, have been the big winners this weekend. Um, with everyone around them dropping points, and they've um, beaten Sheffield United comprehensively. Um, yeah, so now they've got Arsenal at the Emirates. How are you fancying your chances there, lads? So, <laughs> that's going to be an interesting game. I mean, uh, you were thinking form-wise, we're going to lose. We might lose. I, I just expect to hit. I just expect a reaction from the club um, and from the team. Like we mentioned there, no Xhaka. So I mean, that's a bonus for us. Um, <laughs> finally, um, Maitland Niles can come and maybe play right back instead of Hector, who's been playing awful. And Pepe, hopefully, Pepe comes straight into the team. If he doesn't, then I don't know. I don't get. I don't get it. Pepe has to start against Southampton, just giving us that you know, extra edge because Laka and Aubameyang aren't doing much. If Arteta's got sense, which at the moment I'm doubting, he will play um, Pepe. So um, it'd be interesting to see how we get on. As I said, form-wise, I would say Southampton win, but Anything can I, I expect a reaction from the, from the from the team as well. If Arteta, like Tabo said, this December, we've got four big games coming up. Um, I expect a reaction from the boys on Wednesday night. No yeah. fans now, so um, who knows if that'll make a difference. It didn't really make a difference um, on Sunday, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Ainsley shouldn't be playing right back, to be honest, just putting in midfield. Um, we have a right back. We bought him. Well, we bought him from where? Was this Southampton? Um, yeah. What's his name? Um, Cedric. Cedric. Cedric, yeah, we have Cedric. He should just play right back. Put Ainsley in midfield, and let's get this cracking. Fans <laughs> are saying no, I now is dreaming of Amsterdam, but... I just, I just feel... <laughs> <laughs> so Hector needs to be dropped as we said in the earlier conversations a lot of people need to be dropped um, Arteta needs to just you know I, I don't know he's just to wake up right now uh, I've got are we saying Teta out by New Year or well like Tabo said we'll see how the rest of December goes if there's no improvement but the thing is I'm really against as, I'm, as much as it pains yeah. me I'm really against I don't think we can, we can sack him regardless of what happened because if we're going to have to I just don't know if, we, if sacking him and getting a new manager will help. Brother, yeah, we're I a agree. club without a plan. Like, we, yeah. we yeah. sack him, we won't even know who we want to get. We won't, we won't, want to, we won't even and know big Sam what direction the, the club's going to go in. Big Sam. We're just, it's Boring. Just vibes, inshallah, and vegan. So, That's all, so, so, Toast, um, so what do you see us doing in January then? Uh, do you see us doing a bit of business or? Man, no, nothing. like... The fact that we're playing so poorly, who would even want to come to Arsenal in January? Yeah. Oh, so Bosley, so Bosley said, "Nah, I'm going Leipzig, mate. I'm right. not going there." But if, <laughs> if I'm honest, if they're not going to free up Özil, then they have to get uh, the best creative player they can find. Hundred percent. They need to get a bloody centre back as well, and they need. Özil hasn't back. played for a year, boys. Yeah, the way Özil. The way Özil dealt with that situation. Yeah, he was like Arsenal. Do you need me? And that shows like he he's not yeah, interested. He's yeah, he's mocking the thing. So I don't think Özil is coming back. Arteta has nah. also been alluding to there being a leak in the Arsenal camp, um, dropping information about what's happening in the squad uh, to the press. Um, he's also said that if he finds. The perpetrator, he will finish the perpetrator. So the soap around the soap around to focus continues. on getting a dub. But that's that's what happens though. That's what happens when your club is in tatters. It, it happens. When we when we feel doing well, you don't you're not gonna get this. So it's just so does he not have control then. It's not about control, it's about when when you're if no, you have no, the no thing is, but the thing is if you have control, then you don't get this. 
that's the point. But when you l- lose control or when there's different sides, then you will get this kind of situation. It's just part and parcel of the game. What he has to do is just turn things around. Simple. It's simple, but it's hard, but he has to do it. That's why he's being paid to do it. If you want to be the best, then you have to deal with shit that the best deal with every day. Boom. Well, I mean, later on this week, of course, there'll be Premier League games on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then we go again for the weekend. So by the time there's a next episode of our our podcast, we'll be talking about two game weeks full of drama, full of ecstasy. Hopefully W Hotels for some of us again. Um, (laughs) And the latest about Arsenal, man, because this, the, 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 the madness that's happening over there is it's quite, it's quite laughable from a neutral point of view, to be honest. Um, of course, make sure you follow us on our socials, Varbar Podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us as well if you joined our Fantasy Premier League team and whoever is top, especially you, because otherwise you will not get your shirt or whatever the price is. Um, you know the vice man is Barbar Bar Podcast. My name is Andrew. <laughs> we out. Hey, hi.